Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Working Class Bowhunter. Oh, oh yeah, I'm not Steve. This is Kurt. I'm doing the intro. This this isn't really an intro. It's the pre-intro to the intro. Um, This podcast was recorded at Lodge 5 in Mount Sterling, Illinois, with... Jack Fakara, Chip City, and their whole Five Seasons crew there at their lodge, which was a really cool place. It's always fun to uh, get to record at other other places and, and carry all our equipment over and have a good time in somebody else's place. Especially one that's as cool as this. Um, I, I don't know if we took a whole lot of pictures, but it was a very cool place, man. We uh, we had a lot of fun down there. It was a good, good time. Yeah. I always like hanging out with that crew. Hopefully more Many more podcasts that come with those guys, but more often, too. Yeah, as long as uh, I uh, stay in line, I uh, eh, I was having a good time. <laughs> Dude, this Just a forewarning, this is one of those podcasts where you know we're off-site, we're out of our element, um, there's a lot more people here, so um, more talking over each other, but that's all right. We talk about a lot, it's a longer podcast, so we'll get right into the goods here and let you get yeah. to the episode. You got a vet shout-out, Steve? Yes, I do. The vet shout-out that we're going to do is actually Heroes Hunting. Our good buddy Gene Miller was on uh, on their show recently. You can check that out on Carbon TV. He ended up uh, taking, uh, well, actually, I'm not even going to spoil the episode. Go check it out. But Heroes Hunting takes combat vets on um, on hunts, and it kind of reflects. There, there's a cool story about it, but check those guys out. Thank you for your service, um, everything you guys do, and all the vets that are on Heroes Hunting. One of the newest episodes on Heroes Hunting, check it out. Gene Miller, he's got the working class bow hunter patch hat rocking, so that's, oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. So thanks to Gene Miller for his service and everything that Heroes Hunting does for our veterans and all our veterans. This episode is brought to you by Scent Crusher. Scent Crusher has been a game changer for me and the way I do scent control. Um, I'm not washing my clothes all the time anymore, and it's the ease of scent elimination has just been elevated to the point where you throw your clothes in a bag or you plug something into your truck, 
and the scent is eliminated for the stand. It's I don't want to say I've given I I can't say I've given up on one direction. You always play the win because yeah. whitetails are are tricky little suckers. But my I've noticed deer getting weary from maybe catching your wind has gone down significantly after using scent crusher. Uh, the buck I shot this year came from downwind. Uh, my dad's buck that he shot last year, he shot it at eight yards from downwind. Um, so, you know, if, if anything that can help you get past a whitetail's nose and, and trick it, even if to the point where if they do smell you, they're not alerted by your smell. And you know what that's going to be really helpful for? When you bring deer in and they get close enough, you'll be able to take them with your elite bow. Beautiful transition. I like that, man. I'm thinking. We're loving our elites this year, the tempo, the options, uh, our, and our crew. We got the impulse, the synergy. We And our whole WCB crew, we got all varieties of elites. We do, yeah. And uh, they're hot this year. They're real hot. They're not done yet either. Mine's not hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to go Pull that reference out. So, yeah, our elites are awesome. Check out Elite Archery. They came out with their new target bows. We're counting down the days till ATA show um, when they release all the hunting bows. I'm excited as hell for that. Um, just keep your eye on it, just like you're going to keep your eye down that single pin of your HHA site. Damn, HHA fire. Sports. I'm fire. Look what happens when I quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff actually starts working. HHA Sports. Check them out online uh, at hhasports.com. Their product is made in America, specifically Wisconsin. No, no, not saying that's a problem. HHA Sports is a really, really great company that if you have something that goes wrong, the, the warranty is top-notch. And if you're thinking about switching to a single pin site, don't be intimidated by it. Jump into it. Everyone at HHA will help you. Yeah. And there's a lot of videos of their buddy Scott Bakken from HHA on YouTube that explains how to do the the site in process. It's really easy. You got the calibration tape. You shoot at 20 or 40 or 20 and 60. That tells you what tape you need for your bow. I literally, when I switched my arrow set up this season, I had a new tape on my bow and I was shooting a much heavier arrow, new broadheads, uh, heavier lighted knocks. I had that thing sighted in out to 60 yards dead nuts in 30 minutes, and that's because I had to screw in broadheads and put new knocks on, adding that in that factor. It's well, easy. Don't be intimidated by it. There you go. I mean, it, it'll it'll open up a lot, um, you know, but the whole goal is to close things, closing the deal, closing the uh, door of your freezer after you just put your Smith's custom meats in there, the meatloaf specifically, when you close that freezer. You know it's a good day when you get home and you close that freezer and you tear open that bag of jerky. Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing right there in beautiful Viola, Illinois. God, I got I, dude, I just cannot drink because I'm killing it right now. Yeah, you're on fire. And then I just ruined it by saying how much I'm killing it. Yeah. Sorry, Scott. All right. I think we can get right into it, huh? Yeah. So uh, this is, again, this is a fun episode. Someone might have got a little loose, but... Uh, it's a late night episode. The language is a little... Uh, a little harsh. Scroll over the the dumb shit that I say because there is some really really cool stuff in here. Keep this in mind. This is hunting camp after a successful night of hunting. Yes, so it was. we're back. We're doing this podcast. Yep, we're celebrating. Jack shot um, a buck, which is really cool. Check out the Five Seasons app. They are doing some awesome stuff out there. Five Seasons on Facebook, Instagram. Um, Jack Vacara, Chip City. Check all that whole crew out. They're all doing big things. Um, some of the best in the biz. So, and get your asses online and get that uh, pre-order in because we've got the WCB limited edition killing hat for pre-order right now. Yeah, try and get them in. Wait, by is Friday. that still going? Because that's yeah. how quickly it's going. It's still going. Yeah. Yeah. So get that in Friday, dude. It's awesome. It's a Camo Richardson. You guys have been wanting it. With Check the that red out. light logo going on the front. Okay, let's cut into it. Love you guys. Hope you enjoy.
This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. It is time once again for another splendid episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here in Mount Sterling, Illinois. That's right. We're not in Sherrard. We are here at, I like to call it the fifth season room, but apparently has a different name. Where are we at again? Uh, what's, what's, what's the name of this place? We're at Lodge 5. We're at Lodge 5. That is Jack Vaccaro from Five Seasons. In the giant open room that we have here, <laughs> it's a cool setup, Jack Vaccaro. Kurt Geyer. Hello. How's it going? Chip City. What's good? What's up? Douglas. How's it going, fellas? Your mustache. <laughs> Eric. Howdy. So that's everybody that has a mic. There's a like. It's like a I check in everyone's mic, and then it, when everyone introduces themselves, they're like, "Hey, what's up? Hey, what's going? Glad on? to be here. <laughs> hey, Take guys. Away. <laughs> and we've got uh, four foot away from the mic. <laughs> yeah, we've got the Dylan on camera, uh, Alan on computer. Um, what, what? Kate. I didn't catch her name. Kate. She's Kate, working. I'm sorry. She's lurking in the back. She's Kate, making sure no one gets hurt. Kate, She's it, a doctor. Doctor, doctor <laughs> Kate checking on uh, Jack. And then we've got Doug from Horny Buckseed sleeping upstairs where we can see him. So, dude, this is an awesome setup, man. We're uh, super happy to be here. We're in the middle of Brown County, which is huge. This is where deer die on camera. A lot of deer die. A lot of deer die. Yeah. But this is where if you, a deer is going to die, you want to have them on camera. What's we kind of we kind of witnessed that tonight, didn't we? We did witness that tonight. Well, There's we didn't. Well, yeah, we did t- technically witness it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. We, we're, we're we had to the, go on the recovery. It was cool to have you guys. I mean, we are talking about it tonight. It's by no means the biggest deer I've ever shot in my life, but to have a group of guys like that in the woods and just laugh and have camaraderie right. like that and have fun. I mean, what what more can you ask for? It's, that's yep. what. That's what. It's, I mean, that's what killing deer is all about. Just have your buddies yeah. around and everyone it's there. The camaraderie of it. it. Yep. It's a funny story. We knew uh, actually we were gonna probably podcast tomorrow night, but um, you know things changed. We headed down here, and as we're coming down here, uh, Kurt goes, "Hey, uh, we shot or Jack shot a shot a nice deer. We got to go to the recovery." So it was cool. It timed out perfect. So thanks for having yeah. us, man. Appreciate yeah, it. it was awesome, I appreciate man. you guys coming down. You guys were at the studio last time. It's had a makeover since the last time you guys were there. But I've uh, seen that. so oh, it's cool yeah, to like did. make it out this way. I like mobile podcasts are fun, especially when you can do it with big deer all over the place. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of, so. it's kind of nice to get in a different environment. You know, kind of change it up a little bit. Right, right. So what's been new, guys, since last time? Man, Chip, a what lot. Has- what has been new? I'm going to call you out right now. No, he's got he's got he's got the agenda. He's got the agenda. He's got the he's got the gagger. In right There's now. so much I to mean, talk about. There's an the, agenda yeah, here. Yeah, the last time we were with you guys was when, like, early. I mean, it was before September. It had to have been August. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it had to have been August. Well, yeah. So tonight we Jack killed a nice deer. Yeah, out of a box blind. It's gun season, second season here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crazy night. We've been hunting that spot for how long? We've been hunting it for about a week now. Bow hunting. The thing's not really a box. It's kind of more like a gum drop. 
We haven't been we haven't <laughs> been hunting the box blind. We've been bow hunting like the surrounding like little fingers mm-hmm. and stuff and little CRP codes that you saw in there. Yeah, um, yeah. You guys got standing beans out yeah, there too, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. How many acres? There's two acres right there, and then there's a five acre plot on the other side of that. Uh-huh. So there's plenty that's, of food. That uh, you're tagged out. Insane. I'm tagged out. It was a hot spot. So it's man. all mine now. It's, oh, all, man. <laughs> it's all yours. Well, hell, you got a good deer down. You guys both got good deer down yeah. and all over. I mean, I don't know where you want to start, but... Shit, September. September. What were we doing in September? So we had to do a podcast within a month the, or two the, of that. The, but. Colorado. Right when you guys were... Yeah, yeah. you guys oh, we were like... Kentucky, hey, Kentucky, too. Oh, we did. Yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky. I remember you guys dude. saying that you were getting ready to go on the Colorado hunt, and that was... Man, that, I, no, we got to touch on Kentucky, dude, because we, 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 we got the Steve Purvis story. We oh, haven't even heard God. about we haven't even Steve heard about yet. I haven't Steve heard this. I, I thought you guys were just straight going to uh, Colorado after you got done here, uh, the first podcast. So I'm just trying to remember what it was. No, no. Done our research. We actually headed to Kentucky first. How, and, did, how the hell did we end up there? How did that even happen? Well, a friend of mine booked a hunt at Kentucky Dreamland Outfitters. Jimmy Glad. Jimmy Glad. Jimmy Glide. Jimmy Glide. <laughs> it ended up being anything but a, a dreamland spot. <laughs> Not mean, good, huh? Dude, it, I'll be honest. Anything but a dreamland it, spot. It, it was the worst outfitter I've ever been to. Like how so? Uh, like what was, and, and I'm not was it called like Animal House Outfitting? Is that no, what the I, I'm not I'm not like <laughs> I'm, let me let me go back on that. Like I'm not one to, to sit here and like call anybody out cuz everybody has a different interpretation of what a successful hunting trip right, means right. to them, but well, if it's bad, it's bad, and you got to call how it is. Well, so. false promises. I, I hear mean, you. I hear. I've, you. I've never seen forty bucks on. <laughs> I mean, a here's the thing. Lo- acres. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> look, you might be listening to this and are like, "Oh, these guys are complaining about being on an outfitter, and they've never even been to an outfitter, and like, oh, these guys are spoiled brats or whatever." Like, no, I mean, when you when you're running land, your own land mm-hmm. in in Illinois and New York, and managing your own properties and hunting the, your own properties, but you're also trying to film a television show, right. you only have so many tags, so you have to travel to many states and different places. So yeah. you start getting into, you know, uh, you start putting, you know, the money that's coming into your company out towards going towards, you know, reputable outfitters to mm-hmm. go hunt their mm-hmm. property, Absolutely. you know, to to put some decent deer on the ground and get some good footage of animals. Animals. Whether right. you harvest or not, you're trying to film as many animals as possible sure. and, and get good stuff that people want to see. Sure. Right. Build a story. Unfortunately, this place... <laughs> There's no story. It, 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 it wasn't a bad outfitter. Like, it just... It was, a, it, was a, it was a scam. It was a false promise. It was a scam. It, yeah, it was a scam. I think it was his first year doing it, right? No, he's... I mean... I'm not. I'm not going to hold anything back. We're State purpose here. We're, we're on working class bow hunter. What we do best, son. Okay. What do you we're, think? I'm we're tell just us. the sewer. Okay. You can throw whatever yeah. you want out yeah. here. No one's going to listen. Is that what? It, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, Steve. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to call it how it is. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. I guess this guy's been ripping people off for years. Really? What's yeah. his name? What's his name? Steve Purvis. Ooh. Steve Purvis. How, how, how does he get away with it, though? <laughs> if he's still open, like, you figure people would have ripped him. You know what? Dude, I don't know. He was running how many guys? We had, when we pulled up to hunt our farm, we were hunting on 105 acres, come to find out. And we had. That he told us was 900. Wait, yeah. is that all he owns? Is 105? Yeah, apparently. Well, how many guys was he running then? We, we had 12 guys. Oh, on 105 oh, acres? He was running 12 guys on 105 acres, and that was like half the hunters. There was oh, other yeah. hunters hunting we, other. We, 
We had a lot. We had separate groups of us going out. He had like twenty dudes there, and only himself and no one, chicks and one other guy. <laughs> and he piled twelve dudes into a pickup truck. So Ugh, like he's no got chicks. like six dudes in the pickup truck and like six dudes in the bed, and it's like pouring down rain. And he just like sends this brand new Send. dodge <laughs> up this trail that was like I wouldn't even bring a four wheeler. <laughs> No. We well, almost no. I almost died. Wow. We almost lost yeah. me. I grabbed Chip by his harness when yes. we went over the first he hurdle. He hit a rut, and I was airborne and <laughs> going over the side, and my my harness, to, my strap to my harness was, like, flailing in the air, and luckily Jack grabbed a hold of it and pulled me midair back into the truck. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Hey, guys, wear your safety harness, because when you go to Shady Outfitters, you might need it, you need all, the it on the ground. Dude. So what, how much, I mean, you go for a week? Uh, we only ended no, up staying we there for, for two like days. Two days, or oh, a day. You just hightailed it out, or yeah. what? Oh One yeah. Well, what you got? Did you guys sniff that? Well, we got did you there. Sniff it out, or what we, happened? We get there, and um, we get there. Okay, so we we're we're, we're dropping twelve dudes off on a hundred acres, <laughs> and his <laughs> his thing, his thing was like. Um, before we got there, he was like, you got to have an Ozonics. Um, I don't run clients anymore without an Ozonics. And shout out to <laughs> No Ozonics. shit, because you got 12 guys on fucking 100 acres. <laughs> I love this shit. I love this shit. You better no, fucking run Now, something. listen, listen. So I'm thinking like, oh, like when I heard that, like before we got there, I'm like, that could be crazy, but maybe this guy's on some next level shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> like, it's so good. That, like, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, this dude, he had you so, on, the, on the ham express. This guy <laughs> is so precautious and so caring about the about wind deer herd, right, and the right. deer that, like, you can't come to his place unless you own an Ozonics. That's your serious you know? shit, yeah. So, yeah. like, I'm like, okay, it could be either or. Well, it was... Or it was the or. <laughs> it was the or. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Man? And it was because it was because he was just hunting. Like he had probably twelve stands on this hundred acres, and he was running the twelve guys in those twelve stands. So no matter which way the wind was blowing, you had, you had to have an Ozonics. Yeah, you needed so, one. So let, me, let me first. Uh, hold on. First thing, the dude charges. <laughs> Was it four hundred or two hundred per cameraman? Four hundred per cameraman. He charged per extra. week or per no. hunt or per day uh, per hunt. Or, or, yeah. Hey, so, what, what, what would he charge for Dylon? Because he's you know a yeah, special. A, he a, gets a tax credit for that. Dylon right? is half size, so he yeah. should have been two hundred. But no, <laughs> so like a hunt is in like one hunt, like a night of hunting. Yeah, or like a day like of the hunt I booked for myself to harvest the deer. Right. It was four hundred more per cameraman, and the reason why he said that was because he had to go out. And hang extra tree stands and yeah, spend extra time, which, which is totally right, right. reasonable. I mean, tree stands? I'm, I'm an outfitter. I understand that. But, hey, right. but what kind of tree stands do you put you in? Do you put you no, in those, peep uh, it, those peep cheap it, ones? Peep it. It gets the plot thickens. We get there. Okay. So we pay the extra $400 because he had to buy extra stands. And then he brings us to a box blind. Oh no shit! Yeah. Okay. And mm. and and he had to in, hang an extra box blind. We're in, we're in <laughs> Kentucky. Yeah, we're literally. in Kentucky, so you can bait there. So. Um, Oh, he's you can! Baiting, I didn't know. I yeah, didn't he's that. baiting deer. Okay, which is cool. I mean, it's whatever. If it's legal, you can do it. If it's legal, right. do it. Screw it. And um, so we get in there, and and the corn. Now, I'm not a professional baiter. I'm not a master. You're not a master baiting. I got so, you. Uh, I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't get it. Please delve into it. Pile, I don't know what the, you're talking about. The corn pile is seven yards to the exact from the box blind. Seven nice. yards. Yeah, I ranged it when we were standing on the ground. And then, and now, then we go, hey, with all the Ozonics in there, how are the deer going to smell the fucking corn? While you're <laughs> sitting in the box blind, the corn is so close to the box blind 
that while you're sitting, you can't see the corn. You have to stand up and kind of peer down out of the window to look at the <laughs> oh, corn. Oh, no. Yeah. For yeah. real? Yeah, it's so, all like, documented, dude. If we got you have, if you oh, have, my gosh. If you have deer in there, like, you can't even breathe. You can't they're, do anything, like, right? They're, they're on you. Yeah. So right on top of you. I'm glad you kind of this has got brought up because, you know, maybe it sounds negative at first, but our listeners are working class bow hunters, working class hunters. And the last thing I want someone to do, like, imagine if you were just the regular working class dude. You saved your money. You're like, I'm going to this outfitter in Kentucky. Kentucky. And you we went, met plenty of people there like and that. Yeah, yeah, and that just fucks them over for their hunt, Everybody, man. And that just sucks. Uh, dude, yeah. I would say 80% of the people that were there, like, booked off of, like, Facebook. And they yeah. said, this dude was good at putting pictures on Facebook and big deer and stories. But he's and, like, and he's on Facebook. He's claiming 8,600 acres, and allegedly, I would say on Facebook. Any, 80% of the dudes that were there, were, it was, like, their first time ever going to an outfitter. Yeah. And they've been saving up for Years, who knows probably. how long. Imagine that, your first experience. Oh, your first experience. So well, I'm uh, glad this got called out. This is good. This is good. So check this out. So we get there, okay? And he and he and he drops us off at this box blind. I'm like, Jack, this is a box blind. Like I thought we paid extra to be in like tree stands because he had it. And he's like, I know. And I'm like, you know. And Jack was kind of, and I'm like, oh, but I'm like, you know what? Screw it. You know, positive energy. Let's stick this out. Let's kill a deer. Yeah. Let's give this guy the benefit of the doubt. So he drops us off. We climb up in the box blind. I open the door, dude, and there's like a softball, no, like a beach ball size freaking hornet's nest in the box. Yeah, blind. no one had been in it. No with one had tons been of in bees it. on it. No one had been in that thing. Jesus. And they're like I'm the out. the mean ones, I'm like the I'm big out. black son of a bitches that are huge. Whoa, 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 dude, the color doesn't matter, man. So okay, 2017. They're not like the little yellow, like <laughs> yeah, they're you know the what I mean. They're aggressive. Like the so mean, aggressive. The and some bitches are like yeah. two inches long. Yeah. So we yeah. text him and we're like, dude, there's a big, there's a big hornet's nest in here, and he gets pissed off at us. He was complaining to the other guy that was in his truck. He's yeah. like, oh man, I gotta go back there and blah blah blah. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna go to the hospital. This is like yeah. seriously, you haven't checked this blind like right, in the summer. Yeah. So oh, he comes. Bad. He comes back. It sucks. So he comes back, and we and we make him get the hornet's nest out of there, and he got stung the fuck. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> <laughs> they tore into him. Karma's a bitch. They ripped him. Steve, you're not eating that jerky stick in the mic. I will slap that right out of your hand right now. Thank you. So they Good ripped this poor. That's how this up. podcast works, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, why does Eric get to eat it? <laughs> Eric sits back from the mic. He doesn't talk either, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's on camera now. That's on record. Steve is not lip smacking. You didn't in the check mic. me. All right, I'm, all right, I'm whooping your ass after this podcast. Dude. I would all the love, listeners oh want to. I'd love to see. It. Check out the Five Seasons app where I whoop Steve's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive Live. content. Live. Yeah, right. Kurt getting slept. And Kurt's like, don't this put it happening. on him. Let's transition from Kentucky. Yeah. Um, so, wait, no, because I, 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 I want to hear how you guys Dude, left. no, the plot thickens. I mean, I don't want want people to think that, like, oh, these are just some wimps that are complaining about an outfitter that had a bee's nest. Yeah, it's not some wimps. It's just chipping some wimp. It's not like that. So we sit in there, right? We sit in this blind. All night. And uh, we didn't see a single deer, which is, Uh that's hunting. I mean, crap. I mean, we just hunted. We've been hunting for how many days straight? And how many days didn't we see deer? I mean, that's hunting. Probably a few. That's it. Did you guys not see any deer, period? No, we didn't see deer, period, but that's fine. That happens. happens. Whatever. That's cool. Been on plenty of hunts like that. So we go out to eat. And uh, he calls Jack up in the middle of the night. It's like midnight or whatever. Yeah. And Jack had put, Jack had put like a deposit down on this hunt, but hadn't paid to rest. 
So he calls Jack up in the middle of the night. And we hadn't seen this guy or talked to him after that. Oh, oh, get this though too. Because he had to pick up so many hunters and he, he was only running this whole operation oh, he by gas himself. Money. No, 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 no. We didn't get picked up till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. What the wow. fuck, really? From the yes. blind? We yes. were sitting there twirling our thumbs, dude. Yes. Seriously? Yes. Did you guys even have like We sat for data? like three hours in the dark. This yeah. is a joke, Okay, right? it, it might have been 9.30. But still, nine thirty, ten thirty—it's the same thing. It was that crazy. Point. It was crazy. What? So it was absolutely yeah. insane. So okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so, I've been out too. We chalked that up. Stuff happens. We chalked that up. We're still <laughs> going. No, it doesn't. We chalked that up. We chalked it up. Dude, like, let's go to let's go to the Sonic and get some grub. The Sonic, yeah, you need it. So we're grubbing at oh, midnight. Son- oh, it's so, we, so we get picked up at like ten. So now we're grubbing at Sonic at like eleven thirty at night. And he calls us up, and he's like, "I need that other half of the money now. Where are you guys?" He knew you. And Jack's like, "We're out. We're at Sonic." And he goes, "Well, I need that money now because I'm at Walmart buying a pallet of corn, and I need that money to buy this corn." And we're thinking, (laughs) "Wait a second. This is opening day of Kentucky. This is opening day of Kentucky. You're an outfitter." Why are you out of corn? Oh, no <laughs> shit. No. Second of all, why are you buying it from Walmart? Like, yeah, you know how cheap corn is? Like <laughs> no, like the, the, the bags of corn that say deer corn at Walmart that are like 20 bucks? We Not to mention, get... how do you buy a pallet of that? I've never seen a pallet. At when Walmart. Yeah, at Walmart. 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> it's not like the Dude, he, he knew yeah. Merle that worked third Where shift. Where are you? Yeah, Where are you? And, and, and he goes, and he says, <laughs> I'm buying a pallet of corn now. I'm going to be corn in all night. Night. Oh no! Like he, all night long. Like, like so. Now he's baiting all of his sights at night. So oh, he says shit. through the night. Yeah. Okay. Cornin. Cornin. So Cornin like, all night. <laughs> all right, bud. Did we? Hunt in the morning? Yeah, okay. You know, you guys. I'm, in the I lightened no. up on this dude. No, man, so we go back. Live. So we go back, right? So we we're like, okay, we take care of that. We, I think he wired him the rest of the money or whatever, yeah, so he could get his corn. Wait, you sent this piece of shit money, dude? I was I was going with it. You have he, to. He knows yeah. he's here. I, I, mean, I have a saying: never guide a guide, and we weren't guiding the guide. Listen, who oh, knows? Like, who knows? respect for that. Respect. Give for him that. the benefit of the doubt. Who knows? You know. So we're like, and then it's so in the morning. Jack and I are just like, let's get out of here. Let's just chalk this up and get out of here. And um, I got a hold of Whitetail Crossing. He got a yeah. Jack got a hold of Whitetail Properties. I had a couple buddies crossing. of mine. Whitetail Bo- Crossing. Whitetail Crossings. Yep. Um, <laughs> how far clear. away was that? Like a two-hour drive. Yeah, Whitetail Crossing is about two hours from there. Maybe a little bit further. And, and they so. and they they know of Steve Purvis, and they're like, yeah, we know that guy. We just we we watch his Facebook for like comic relief. Um, yeah, literally, dude. Mm-hmm. Man, that sucks. So, so that, like, like, we feel for you. You can come here, and we're like, okay, that's what we're going to do. So we we pack up our stuff, and we leave. And Purvis calls up, and he's freaking out. Where the hell are you guys? And what did you tell all my customers? All my customers are packing up, and they're leaving, and they're pissed. It's like, <laughs> listen, dude, they're pissed. They're pissed because pissed. all the spots that you brought them to, the wind was wrong, and they had no corn. And then you realized you had to corn throughout the whole night. I've been corning till five in the morning. I put you in my best spot. And Jack's like, There's dude, 40 you bucks don't. In there. You're not. Yeah, there. I got forty shooters on that farm. <laughs> forty. 
Damn, dude, I don't even have that in Illinois. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah, son, you got 40 freaking wasps on that farm. What are you talking about? <laughs> what and half mess. them wasps aren't even fucking shooters. <laughs> I wouldn't even swat half those wasps with the good fucking Is that water. as bad as it Jack gets, was man? Just, Jack was very polite with the gentleman, and he was just like, listen, man. I've hunted a lot of places, you know. I know I'm young. I know you think this about me and that about me, but I've hunted a lot of places and I've hunted a lot of outfitters and I'm trying to do this and your place is not the right place to do it. And quite frankly, I think your whole operation is bullshit. Nobody nobody baits throughout the night in the middle of the yeah. night in opening day. That's stuff that you need to take care of. You don't know what we do. <laughs> and Jack's like, quite frankly, quite frankly, I don't care what you do. I think your operation is bullshit. We'll fuck you in. <laughs> and he hangs up. Dude, Damn. did you drive back and go whoop his ass? <laughs> and he hangs up. So like, thought about it. Because we laughed, if he said that shit, we laughed, I would love for no, this guy to talk to Kurt like that. So I would, dude, I would have the number one no, world star video. Who cares? If that, <laughs> There's so many memes going around about yeah. that guy. It's hilarious. Is it really? Oh yeah. yeah. So so we just were Love like the memes, and and come to find out, like the 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 uh, our friend, our mutual friend, that it was why we were there. Jimmy Glad, um, he didn't have a good operation. He did the same. Come to find out, the spot that he was Damn. hunting on. Purvis didn't even have the lease anymore. Oh, that's awesome. Supposedly, yeah, well, he wasn't even. And then now, I guess, Jimmy Glide has that lease because he sweet-talked the farmer or something like that. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. something like that. I Damn, don't know. dude. I don't know. The what whole a story. mess. It was Regardless. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure like uh, 18 out of the 20 guys bailed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and like I ten of them, too. ten of them disputed like fraudulent activities and got their money back. Like, yep. so listeners wouldn't out there, be, beware. Research you your outfitters. Wouldn't it be hilarious listen, if like the two people listen, who stage shop monsters? Not, this <laughs> is not. This is not. This is not some TV hunter fucking group of guys complaining about that they couldn't kill a deer at an outfitter. This is a legit scam, and this is what bow hunters across America need to look out for. I mean, it's right. scary now. Nowadays, but yeah. with Facebook and stuff like that, it's there's easy to, scams it's out easy there. to put off like a different but perception of what you're doing. There's scams out there. But Do your the, research. Here's the thing. Do your it, research. Chip, you've been in the game for a while, and Jack, you've been in it for a while, too. Chip, a little bit longer. I mean... I'd never seen anything like it, if, dude. But you've gone to this... Uh, you, you went to that place, and, you know, to me, it's... I'm, I'm curious now. Like I, I know you, you when you got there, you saw all the warning signs that were all like, "Hey, this and is." We this still is, kept them giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and like you're like, Which this you is had bad. to, right? You had but, to a little bit. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. looking back on it, you know, was there anything that you look back on? And you're like, oh, dude, I fumbled on that. That should have been something I should have picked up earlier. Like what? What are things that no, you know now that you would tell people to check no, on? No, 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 no. I mean, by then it's too late. Yeah. Well, what you need to do is you just, if you're looking to book a hunt, you need to do your research. You need to talk. You need to talk to previous people that have booked hunts there. You need to talk to them more than, more than just the outfitter, more mm -hmm. than just the guide. Right. You need to do your research. And the thing is, too, is, you know, we were going based off of what a friend told us, uh -huh. basically. And hindsight being twenty twenty, there is a certain amount of trust that you give to an outfitter at any time. Right. I mean, well, if that's you, their job. If you, yeah, if you've never been there and, you know, especially if you've never even hunted in the state or done anything like right. that, there's a certain amount of trust, a level of trust that you give to them. That's, and, yeah, they're from the area. It's know, their and, property. And, and we talked about this um, yeah. a couple of podcasts ago. The 
was it R and R? Um, what was the big outfitter down uh, down around this way that just got they got popped for bait? No, you say the wrong name of the outfitter. No, not R and R. Bad well, mix up there, but well, what fuck was you the then. Headley Creek? Oh, Headley Creek. <laughs> Headley Creek outfitter. That was like I don't. I, apologize. Know, I don't know all the details, so I don't want to talk about um, that. But. Yeah, but they but they got popped. They're a very reputable outfitter. I mean, I guess the Drurys have been there, but. They just got popped, so it's like I don't know the details. I don't really want to talk about it because I don't know. Yeah. The, I mean, we talked we talked about it a little bit. I, don't I think know. it was mineral, mineral, yeah, mineral it, in Illinois, which again, is yeah, it was it was out there, but like they they got busted. Is it super huge? Yeah, yeah probably not. But again, it just it's goes to show anyway. you, man. It's it's wild. You know, you, let's, you let's pay get all to this the money. next uh, list. Uh, like, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah, man. Why not? Fuck you then. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you then. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right. You know. Hey, we're gonna cut this podcast off, and me and Kurt are gonna go fight. That right has, on the five that has been an inside. That has been an inside saying between uh, Jack, uh, Dylan, and myself. Now, like anytime someone just kind of disses each other or is busting each other's balls, oh, it's, it's Steve the, Purvis the style. reply is <laughs> "fuck you, man." <laughs> Dude, I bet that's what uh, Dylan's that, battery said that, to his fucking truck when he tried to that, start it. That and uh, one of our buddies, uh, Bo, made a meme because he was hunting there too, and it said uh, it was Steve in like this big pile of like. This big field of like soybeans or whatever, and it was the gayest picture ever. <laughs> and it said, "Steve Purvis here for all your hunt fucking needs." <laughs> it was the most hilarious meme. And, That's uh, awesome, dude. So oh, shit, there it is. So whenever there's like, a, <laughs> let me see that. So whenever there's an awkward moment of silence, it's just like, "Steve Purvis here." Yep. No, no, it actually evolved wait, all the way from it, Steve Purvis here to Steve Purvis. Yeah, 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 yeah. It started from oh, Steve Purvis here, and I think that? it's morphed into like now we just oh, okay. randomly go. Dude, how did you guys not just like whoop this dude's ass? Like it's weird. He wasn't around. You can't. Nah, you can't. He chips right. I mean, bottom line is we trust the guy. All right, you know, so he said is, he was legit. And, and here's uh, the thing. We, and here's the thing. Like we didn't, an I, and we didn't even go online and bash him, and we didn't even like expose him. But we did. We did make it known that we were at a Kentucky Outfitter that was definitely a scam. And the people that did message me and ask where was it? I mean, I told them. You better tell them. Yeah, okay. yeah. You, you, you have to tell them. Hey, you and uh, be honest about it. What the podcast is for it's yeah, exactly. Yes. It's a, so it's that a plethora was, of information. I'm so glad that, you got that out. So that was opening week. So that was like yeah. what September fifteenth. Is, is that when? Is that when Kentucky shame. opens? It's 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 just a shame. So we started out September fifteenth. Like that's where you guys are at. Is that where Kentucky opens September fifteenth? It opens September first. Okay, so September first. So that shit falls through. So you guys go. Uh, to this next outfitter uh, oh, or a buddy of, crosses, a buddy of yours. Legit. Yeah. What's legit. the story on this? Did yep. you guys have any They're success awesome. there? So polar opposite. Place yeah. is fire. <laughs> yeah, the place is awesome. Did we, go, we go to a stand. Did we go to stands that are hung 20, 25, 20 feet high. Chip. Legit spots, legit pinch points, legit everything. I, I'm going to cut you off right there and just give a big shout out to Whitetail Crossing. Shout out to Whitetail that, Crossing. So they saved place, their ass. Yeah. The, and Brian Joe, and all the guys there. And Joe that, that 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 was there. Yep. Uh, and um, Joe's buddy. Uh, hey, what's his name? Who are you, I, who I are you like looking for? Now. Ray. Ray. Yeah, Ray Purdy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so big look, shout out they, to you they guys as well. Said open Ray. invitation. Said hey, come on over. Yeah. Let's well, actually, so you hop from I, one to the other, right? It, it's funny because I called awesome. up Brian, who's the owner of Whitetail Cross. And like, and here's the thing: like, we get there, and like, 
the owner of the operation is there and actually looks you in the eye and shakes your hand well, and shoots the shit. Like yeah, when right. we were at Purvis's, like I probably saw the dude for like a total we, of like 45 him. seconds. We saw him the one afternoon yeah, when he almost killed it. you and you flew out of the yeah. back of his truck. Yeah, but anyway, um, so this I, is I called the website. Yeah, that's website. Joe right there. Joe, he, uh, yeah. We got the website pulled up. Look at those that's studs right. that they kill at crossings. Yeah, yeah, so I, I called up Brian and if I was you like, guys Dude, are trying to book- I told him about Steve Purvis and he's like, Yeah, we watch that page as a joke. Yeah. He's like, oh, no Dude, shit. You know what? Hey, look you at know that what house. I was- Dude, that's the house <laughs> that you stay at and yeah. it's, it's a giant. It's like a little mansion. You know it's what I respect like dead. talking to Brian is when I originally called him, he said, You know, I mean, some outfitters will take, not that Five Seasons is huge or anything like that, but TV, TV shows or whatever for pu- more publicity for right. the outfitters. Sure. Of course. And when I called him, Brian's first words for me were, I don't know, I got to make sure all the guys that are in camp right now are covered and that they're in good spots to kill mature deer. Right. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I heard that from him, I knew he was legitimate because, I mean, that's just awesome coming from him. Instead of just trying to take in more cash or whatever, he took the time to say, you know what, let me make sure my paying repeat clients are taken care of before I have these guys come in. Yeah, Called me back and he's like, hey man, I got a spot. We got some big deer. And it was awesome. We saw tons of deer. Definitely. tons of deer. Definitely a lifelong friend from now on. And everybody that was in camp too was legit. Yeah, we had a great time in camp. We really That's did. awesome. That's man. awesome. It seems like uh, you know Kentucky's where they really get it done. I mean, if Dude, you Kentucky's watch popping shows, up all over lately. Yeah, yeah. Part of us, sir. <laughs> and probably that's where all the uh, all the giant uh, velvet uh, bucks are getting killed. Is on his breath. You know, but uh, you guys showed Whatever. up there after the deer got killed. So I, I actually plan on going back like, late season this year. Are you back there? Yeah, I plan on going back <laughs> and uh, seeing if we can. You know, it, it, the week we were there. It's sort of weird that funny stage where those bucks are transitioning from they're in velvet and then they're shedding it and totally changing up everything. Super predictable do. to yep. what the hell's going on. Exactly. Right. So we it's we a just, scramble to figure out what they're doing after the velvet's off. Yeah, and, and we were at State Purvis's yeah. for the first, you know, few days that they're in velvet and so um we ended you up, made a move when you did though. Yeah. Fuck so, you then. How worth it was it seeing those hornets? <laughs> kick his ass though. oh man <laughs> well we didn't even know at that point but we got it on film it's funny so do you really yeah yeah it's actually on the app i think i think i'm pretty sure we have it on the app no. right now under the live segment oh, yeah people awesome. can go watch it so um but go, we, go we ahead, sorry. yeah no i was just saying we went from there and um we saw a ton of great deer we just didn't you know didn't have it happen just because it was that weird stage and so right. and that's we hunting too, like you said earlier. You know, yeah. but yeah, you thought you would have been able to set up like on a on a week earlier, you know, and just yeah. the way you set things up. It, I mean, it's just, it happens. So we went right from there to Colorado. Actually, we made. Oh, okay. How how far was that drive? Was that nineteen hours oh, to Colorado? Man. I don't know. We went to uh, the Maker's Mark factory first. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's where. Okay, now you know, it started. You know what's funny? Sure. I think when you guys were in Colorado, or maybe that was. It was this this year. I was in Colorado. I sent you a Snapchat of me in the airport. Yeah. And you go, hey, dude, you called me. You need a ride or something? I was going through Colorado to Idaho. Yeah. And I was like, uh-huh, I wish I had more like a longer live where I'd come hang out with you guys. Yeah. I'll pick you up if you want. I'm like, I wish, but I can't. Got to work. Anyway. <laughs> so wait, did you drive the Dirty Max over there? Yeah, we drove the Dirty Max to uh, Colorado nice. there. This thing's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, the thing's so, so tell me about, I want to break down Colorado, man, because. Um, You've been there. No, I've I've been. Well, you've been you've been, been out to the west. airport. I've been to the airport. In Colorado. Oh yeah, you haven't been out in okay. Denver, huh? In, in Denver. Denver, yeah, that's yeah. like my number one. I've been to the airport so many times. So, now, if you guys have been there, explain to me Colorado because I always well, look at Colorado and I want to know like what kind of a 
What kind of outlay is this? I know there's mountains. Let me get to this, though. Like, I wanted to make a point. I want to understand I'm, geography I'm, first. I am planning on going to Colorado next year. Pull up a map. Um, with Jeremy uh, Meyer. Mayor. Mayor. <laughs> from South Dakota, a listener of ours that's a uh, really Storm. great guy. Love that guy. Makes videos on YouTube called Buckstorm. And we're, he's going to go with me, and I'm going to do my first Colorado public, public land elk hunt DIY. We're just going to go for it. So this is your first time in Colorado hunting elk? Yeah. And what was that? Like, break down the experience and just kind of like all the emotional part Man. of it. Because I don't know what to expect. I know I'm going to be heavy breathing the entire time, and that's all I really know. <laughs> like, I can all, count on all, heavy we're breathing. We're all in shape, right? Dude, you need to get in uh, some serious yeah. shape. Yep. Yeah, it's... Um, March turns into training camp. Public land? Yeah, public land. Oh, yeah, it's, dude. It's, it's an eye-opening experience. I March mean, turns into training camp. It's funny. We went with a guy who's hunted those mountains for 30 years. And he's a goat. Yeah, he's a goat. He's a total he's goat. A goat. That guy would walk up and down the mountains and not drink water and just eat candies. Yeah, and look at us like, Brian why Palmer. are you breathing heavy? Just sugar to keep him going? Or <laughs> he's just some wild, dude. dude. But anyway, I mean, we're there. And I By the way, on the Five Seasons app, yep. tell everyone where they can watch this. because You can download uh, the Five Seasons app on iTunes and Google Play. We're actually coming out with an update right now because we've have had a couple coding issues going on, basically, with uh, not playing without Wi-Fi. But long story short, um, you can download it on iTunes and Google Play. And if you click under Season 2, you can actually watch our elk hunt in Colorado this past past season well this current season i should say yeah and i mean it, it was just phenomenal so a lot of the other hunters that we talk to when we're driving up these dirt roads like into the mountains they're like oh man like we haven't seen elk in forever we haven't seen elk since we've been here and brian would walk us 5 10 12 miles a day into these nooks and crannies and spots that nobody would even like imagine getting really to. And yeah, and, and it was tore up with elk. It was amazing to be with somebody who's hunted there that long. It's because he wasn't intimidated by the landscape, or what was the deal? Well, there? Or he just yeah, knew. I mean, he, he just knew. There. He's been hunting. He's been hunting these mountains for thirty years. Man. So yeah, yeah, he just it's, he it's just like, knows where they are. He it's knows like his go. backyard. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, it's like mountain, us man. us going and you know picking apart a farm here in Illinois or somewhere in the Midwest. Right. I mean, he just knows elk. Right. That makes sense. Uh, and so it was neat to be with somebody, but also intense in the fact that. I mean, to do a public land elk hunt that's serious and, you know, you're going to really put on the miles hiking. Yeah. It takes a lot out of you. It really does. I'm, I'm nervous for it, but, uh, and I, you know, I want to shoot any bull that I can really to break the ice on that's it. That's where I was at. Well, and too, but like, not even just like the in shape thing, like you were saying before, Jack, like the elevation. Yeah. That's like, what I'm saying. That was crazy. We were, our camp was at 10,000 feet. Mm-hmm. So and you got sick as hell too on that hunt, huh? Yeah, that, this kid almost died. That hunt, uh, that home hunt almost killed me, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't say that. I feel like we're talking about all these extreme hunts this year, but really, I mean, the night I shot my bull, I came o- came over like uh, I had a huge cold in Kentucky. And you look I, like I got, shit. I look like shit. You looked like shit. Oh, I know, yeah, I know yeah. you're like you look like Currently, shit. No, you're yes. randomly. You're, you're pretty right now. Or no. you ain't got yeah, a mustache. Right now, dude. You if like you guys want to understand but, how pretty this gentleman is, just listen to the previous podcast. I think we tell you how pretty he is. Hashtag eyebrows. Girls get weird when they come in the room. This gentleman in front of me is one of the prettiest gentlemen you will ever meet. But you look like dog shit. Oh, sitting in front of shit. By the way, that's how I felt. I mean, I literally shot my bull. We watched him go down, recovered him. 
and I was laying on the ground, like just trying to breathe <laughs> get and survive. Your shit together. Yeah, like get my shit together well, on the side of the mountain. On the hunt, when you elevation. watch it on the Five Seasons app, it's one. It's some of the prettiest footage you'll ever see. Oh it's god, damn, dude. super crisp, yeah, super clean. That. Your hosting and commentary of it is top notch. Buy a four K TV and do yourself a favor because yeah, it's amazing. The way footage, that uh, the way that Five Seasons is filming now, you guys are in four K. We're watching some of the. We watched some it on of the 1080p, footage. and I was blown away in here. Yeah, in yeah, this, this, this 4K I mean, is something different, man. You guys are doing something absolutely fantastic, and it's it's a huge experience. Well, I do got to give you that compliment, man. Like ninety percent of hunting shows or hunting content bores the fuck out of me. Shut really up, Tacticam. It really does, honestly. <laughs> and so to watch something that I can look at and be not only intrigued and. My all my attention is grabbed to the, what I'm watching, not my phone or whatever else is right. around me. Like yeah. I'm focused on. You're not getting sh- bored with that video. You're not saying, hey, right. Like I'm, I'm gonna do something else because I'm kind of yeah. Just the shots video. of like the mountains and your guys's camp, and then your commentary. Like we're you're walking through the in the city talking about the mule deer in town and stuff like that. Like. Yeah. All of it is top-notch stuff, man. And yeah. that's what... Awesome. Dude, you, yeah, you look like a Brendan Schwab wannabe, dude. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I got it. It's man. a compliment. Well, fuck gotta, you, then. <laughs> but I think people need to, to realize this, because if you don't know about Five Seasons yet, or from the last podcast, you check it out. I mean, really, it's... I wouldn't tell you that if I didn't think it. I'd just nod along to this the whole time. And But no, really, I... Well, Enjoy the shit out of it. I, it I appreciate that, Kurt. And I mean, I got to be honest with you. And guys. you're tatted, man. I'm relatable with you. <laughs> I got shittier life. tattoos than you, but tats are tats. <laughs> Where are you looking to, uh, like, go elk hunting? Do you even know yet? Are you got some buddies? I, or? Yeah, we're dude. Jeremy's hey. doing the scouting, but we're. I'm going to focus after November. Well, it's December now, so I'm yeah. going to hone in on right. some research. But I got to cut you guys both off. Yes, give, please. Give a shout out to Chip. Because that's that's Chip's vision, man. I mean, I'll be totally honest. I'm not going to sit back and take credit for the episode looking like it does. I mean, I, I stand in front of the camera and host it as best I can. But the reality is having Chip as a field producer, I mean, that's that's really been uh, the key. And, and a lot of Chip's ideas that he's really brought in and, and that he's wanted to do for years that right, we're right. now, you know, we're exploring and sort of working on together. It, it's uh, It's been quite a roller coaster even as a host like learning as a host yeah right right uh, and, and it's been really cool i mean well i will know, say this is the first night i've it's seen been a blast this yeah, is the first time is. i've been around you chip, chip at, the director at <laughs> you know? it's been a blast i mean it's good to work with people that actually uh want to pay attention to like uh, your ideas and your visions mm-hmm. and that aren't too lazy to go do them in the field you know exactly you creative well, freedom well, when we were driving um after we we recovered your buck we're driving back steve purpose uh, here Steve Purvis here, and uh, Dylan had to be with us because uh, he left his lights on for too long, and uh, he didn't put his uh, "I need to change the alternator" gloves on. That's another. Oh, yeah. that's that's an another inside joke. story. So many but jokes we're, uh, created tonight. You know, we're, we're driving and like you know we're looking, and Dylan's in the back, and I go, uh, I, I was just like, <laughs> I was just ribbing with him. I go, dude, Jack wouldn't be shit if it wasn't for Chip, and I just made that joke, <laughs> but like, you know, I think you're absolutely fantastic on camera. And I think that I don't know. I think he really got a, look how pretty he Chip's is. got Come a on. great <laughs> vision, and I was like, I go, you know what, dude? Just because I met you for a little bit, and I've I've got to see what you can do, and I I've known Chip for a little for a longer, a little bit longer. I've known a lot longer, <laughs> but I'm like, this seems like a perfect mix for you two to be in here, and of course the the other guys, uh, everybody that got surrounding you. But it's like Chip's able to do his vision the way that he wants to. You seem to be okay with it. You're doing absolutely fantastic. 
we watched some of the footage that I, some of it I don't know if it's all been released, but I'm like, damn, dude, this is the shit. I'm like, this is I, I think this is the shit that if people were like, yeah, I, I don't know about honey, and I'm like, look, take a look at this, look how it's laid out. You guys laid out very well. There's some really really cool shit. Has that elk, that elk hunt's live, right? Yeah, you can go okay. and watch the yeah. elk hunt. Yeah, right go and watch that because the coolest shit is like that two angle. Yeah, that you guys are doing, and it's it's just phenomenal to watch this and to watch you be able to put Appreciate something it. together and you to be able to put shots together, and it's to me it's fantastic. Well, I mean, even tonight when we I were, love the shit when we recovered the deer, it was like Chip was saying, "Hey, you guys do this, do this, do this," and like I was like, "Okay, that's." freaking amazing because i would have never thought of that but when you actually listen to what he's saying and think about it you're like that's going to be the best angle and the best shot for this the best so thing like, for what it they're makes trying to sense. do right? yeah it you guys were just sense. drunk <laughs> uh, not everybody was no, drunk no, okay don't throw everybody not. under Tipsy. that bus we weren't we weren't but it's uh no one was shotgun and it's beers cool. so, appreciate it though guys thanks appreciate yeah it. i appreciate that guys yeah we, we have the more really. sure. but colorado was crazy man tents slept in tents yeah First I think so. what was, was that like, like it was like 70 degrees during the day and like 20 degrees at night <laughs> it was That's nuts our guide right our guide didn't do anything except shit. for eat uh lucky charms and yeah. like i think eat those little bubbles. eat those little like uh root beer barrel candies i never saw him <laughs> oh, drink water <laughs> once are you serious i never saw him drink water what the hell did this dude do did he eat anything? He was an animal. He was a straight he goat was an man. animal. Dude's in his, what was he, 50s? Yeah. 50s? No, dude, I he, think he was in his mid-40s. Mid-40s. He probably smoking smoking I guarantee he, dude, he, he licked your guys' feet when you were sleeping, got oh, all okay. the salt off your dude, feet, dude. Just, just, he was no an way. animal. Brian Palmer knows his stuff, but yeah, dude, the tents, sleeping in tents was cool. I'll be honest, I mean, I've been traveling a lot and been to a lot of places and a lot of outfitters and a lot of hunts. That was my first like you're out in the middle of nowhere in like um not now not tents like you know like the camping tents. Uh-huh. I'm talking about like the big outfitter tents that right. like yeah. hold like five or six dudes. Like the Cabela's that, that like $1000 tent. Yeah, you like, see yeah, the like Cabela's yeah. magazine that's got like the chimney Spike pipe. Tent. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. All it looked like yeah. was like a couple poles. No, and there is there's chimneys and <laughs> yeah, for real. That that almost wears you down in and of itself because have you ever come in from like a really oh, hard day of whitetail uh, hunting? Yeah, and it's like it's just blistering cold outside, and you walk in your house and you're like, ah, yes, and you man. relax, you get a nice whiskey chill, and a coke, and, and you can shower, you have your like, old lady, you know, rub on you, make you a sandwich. Yeah, and, and none then, of that in Colorado. Yeah, out there, no you, idea you what you're done, talking about. You, you get done hunting <laughs> and it's cold out, and you're like. Oh, and man, I get a, to go into my cold tent Your now. freezing cold tent. <laughs> no break. And then, you, and then you have your guide come in eating a bowl of freaking Frosted Flakes talking about the game plan tomorrow, how we're waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning because we got an eight-mile hike. To and we got to make go. that man. peak, boys. we got to get up there. A three-hour hike in the dark. You're just already tired. Can I ask yeah. you this? And this is something that's been blowing my mind because I'm a millennial. I'm not afraid to admit it. But, like, how did dudes wake up at, like, 3 in the morning before cell phone alarms? Okay, well, we got a lot to cover in this episode, so let's <laughs> <I'm screwing. laughs> yeah. on the next agenda here. What, yeah. what else we got? Colorado no, I, I, was a no, success. Wait, wait, I, I, yeah. I did want well, to bring something up um, with, the, with the terrain that you guys were in. Like, you guys were talking yeah. about training. Um, in that episode, you guys were talking, like, you guys had a couple horses. Yeah. And you packed them. We, them we horses had the full. horses. We had the horses to pack the meat out. And you yeah. said it was a half a mile, but, like, you know, it, when we were driving up here, you know, we were just making the joke. It's like. Half a mile to what? You know. Well, no, they said they could. 
they could get it, it was the, a half a mile. Oh, you get the horses within a half a mile. Within a half a mile to where the elk was. Yeah, yeah, you can get the horses a half a mile to where the elk was, but like yeah. you had to get it out there. So it's like, but that Thank terrain. God for those horses. Yeah, the terrain is so much different died. because like dragging something out, especially when you're sick. You know, yeah. a couple miles, like, and when you're sick. In that terrain, it's like you know. And 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 Kurt brought up a point where um, when he was out there, he was uh, with um, Steve Alderman. Yeah, when they were, deer. I was in Idaho, not Colorado. Yeah, and, oh, Idaho, Idaho. But you know, that's kind of the same terrain. But like you're looking out there, and it's like that's a really far way real. away for a it's lot of real. working class guys, dude. It's you're real. walking half a mile it's in. Real. Yeah, I like mean the whole the whole Cameron Haynes shit. thing, the whole Cameron Haynes thing, the whole being fit to hunt thing. Like, it's a niche, you know. It's like a, a popular niche, and 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 I'll be honest with you, as a Midwest hunter, and and only hunting in tree stands, and and eating cheeseburgers and smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, I was always like, eh, you know, whatever. I wasn't hating on it, you know what I mean? But I, I, I never really, I never much. really hated yeah. on it, right. but I didn't have a respect for you. it. Until Colorado. Now, I quit smoking cigarettes like two months before Colorado. Like, I knew that I needed to quit smoking before this trip. So I quit smoking butts in like June. There is no fucking way that I would have survived that trip if I was still smoking butts. There was, without a doubt, there were so many times on that trip where I honestly sat down and said, guys, Fucking leave me here. Yeah. I'll be here tomorrow. You know where yeah. I am. Mark it in your GPS. Just leave me. I can't do it anymore. You know when you watch one of the like those movies, like K two movie or whatever, when those dudes are on mountains and that their pussy buddies like their pussy buddies like pussy buddies. I can't do it anymore. Leave me. And you're like, what a pussy. I wouldn't do that. Like that was me. Chip. I could not you're go on the couch drinking a bush light. <laughs> no, I mean, but I couldn't but, go any further. Dude, in all seriousness, seriousness though. Yeah. We're walking up and down mountain faces, and Brian would hear, like, dude, I think first, first day was like initiation day. First day, he's like, all right, we're going to see what these guys are made of. And, like, literally, oh, so we're scary. standing on one mountain face, yeah. and we hear elk bugle, yeah. like, two two probably mountains over. And he's like, two all right, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Time to go right and now. at that point, when I was sitting there, like, at the mercy of God, at the mercy of everything, <laughs> like, just fucking leave me. <laughs> just I, leave me. I, I, no cell just phone go. service, just fucking leave me. You know, like, a light yeah. bulb went off of my head, and I was like, fucking Cameron Haynes is the fucking man. <laughs> really? <laughs> Straight up. Well, I mean, it makes like, sense. Like, when I Brandon. came back to civilization and had service, like, I got on Instagram and liked all of his shit. <laughs> <laughs> everything in his... Yes. Well, Double-tapped yes. everything. Yes. So intense. And he started liking all my shit back. He's, you know, he's probably like, oh, it's about fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> that Colorado <laughs> trip woke your ass up, didn't it? Dude, there's no way Cam Haynes would ever do this podcast hey. just because I'm on it. Hey, no. like, yeah, I'm about Steve's to get woke it. real quick this September. <laughs> yeah. oh, for no, sure. Cameron, Cameron's a good dude. He'd do this podcast in a heartbeat. He's yeah. a good dude. We should yeah, go right. Him. It'd take me like two heartbeats. Steve would just have to shut the fuck up for five seconds. That's and never going to happen, and you guys know it, and you guys love it. If you love it, go to workingclassbowhunter.com slash gmail. Anyway, you got you. Try, <laughs> anyway, your Colorado hunt was successful, so that's yeah, awesome, man. Well, we went straight from Colorado, and the next thing we did is we came back to Illinois. We oh, hunted, that's right. We hunted whitetails. 
what white tail that we have. Nah, dude. I don't wait a minute. Talk wait a minute. Hold on. Let's do it. Oh, oh, my talk about oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, right, uh, I've we, got my timeline back. We we hunted Ben Franklin. Steve Purvis here. Yeah, we hunted Ben Franklin. Tell me, dude. Tell me did you get there's Steve Purvis elk hunting. <laughs> wait, well, we talking like ben, six we talking acres. Like, we talking like Ben Franklin on the wall over here. Yeah, yep. Ben Franklin on the like wall. Like this giant stud muffin over uh, here. I, I don't know. I'm missing Ben Franklin. What did he score? No, I, hey, I no, Brem, ben Franklin's okay, right that there. That is actually a picture of Ben Franklin, but I don't know the deer Ben Franklin. <laughs> well, th- this is this is a very special deer that I was hunting. And he's, he's got 20 points? What the fuck? Why did you name him that? Let well, him tell the story, the, Steve. Let the, him tell the, the story. The reason Let's why we named, actually my neighbor named him Ben Franklin last year, Toby Stay with Land Guys. He named him and he goes, the reason why we're calling this deer Ben Franklin is because if anybody shoots this deer, because he's only he was only two years old last year. He's only a three year old this year. But if anybody shoots this deer, they're gonna owe me some serious Ben Franklins because mm. like this is gonna be an absolute giant. Come that to find thing, out, that was, thing is a freaking stud. He's huge. He's huge. And, okay, and continue talking. Huge. I'm gonna go look at it real quick. Yeah, yeah. Go go take a look at him. So last year, all he was you should was just a, make Alan do it. He, he was a two-year-old mainframe 10-pointer, blows into this deer with, I think he ended up having 19 scoreables. He scored 191 oh as a three-year-old. And I, I thought he was over two at the time. I mean, not taking anything away, away from a 191-inch deer. But uh, we came back and hunted him. And uh, on October 1, I actually... Opening day. Opening day. Um, I patterned Purvis. Him, I patterned him all summer, and <laughs> I, we shot him opening day. Uh, and I ended up hitting him real low, so we tracked him. I actually postponed our moose hunt, and we spent an extra two That's days. That's how big that fucking deer was. Yeah, he's big, man. He's big. We spent an extra two days looking for him. And Tracker John. We called up Tracker John. Shout I, out to Tracker John. I, I remember this now. I remember John. this. I, I followed it on social media. Yeah, and I mean, we had those dogs in there. We had Janie looking for him for Tracker John's dog, his bloodhound Janie. We had her looking for her for three days. It was three days in total. I mean, Damn. miles upon from morning miles. Till night, from morning till night. Yeah. And uh, we, we actually crossed like so many different landowners' property lines, and I would call each one, and everybody was gracious enough to give me you know, permission. permission and it's funny, on one of my neighbor, neighboring farms, it's literally 40 acres. Um, they, my neighbors ended up killing this deer in late October, and I was actually sitting in the tree stand the night that I killed my deer, my first deer in oh, Illinois no. this year, mm-hmm. and I got the phone call from a buddy of mine. And I'm like, oh, geez. And we were driving straight back from Ohio to come and hunt Illinois for that specific deer. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I made the decision that the wind wasn't quite right that night. And so we ended up hunting a different farm. And I'm so glad we did because I ended up killing the biggest deer of my life just 45 minutes after that phone call. But it, it was such a too. roller coaster. Right. So right. to go backwards, I mean, I shot him on October 1st. We postponed the moose hunt, looked for him for two days. And then. You know, I didn't get Damn. the deer, and we hopped on a plane and went straight to Alberta, northwestern Alberta. Hey, can can, can I ask you? Um, you know, not to get too personal, give give away all your secrets, but you know, you, you said you were crossing into a lot of your neighbors' property and stuff, and you yeah. called them. How were you able to get a hold of them? Is just because you were there? You know, you're familiar with the area, or how did you? He knows all his neighbors. Yeah, you know all your neighbors. We, how, we, how does that work out? How do, I, I mean, you have to when you're when you're hunting deer like this of this caliber. Yeah, how, 
and 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 it, it, it's it's kind of like a a, a a community thing where all yeah. the neighbors are kind of after the same thing like uh yeah. mature big deer and you and you know them and it's a, it's not like um like where i grew up in new york you don't know your neighbors and you know what you don't like your neighbors because they kill your deer you know i, yeah. I, I got yeah. I, I, exactly. I got a good situation like I, I saw like these here. i saw these deer on this field and i'm like whoever owns this cornfield has access to deer and there's maybe like less than a quarter of an acre of timber on this field and i texted a buddy of mine because he's familiar familiar with the area and i'm like you know who owns this he goes yeah and i go Dude, if I would have had a tree stand there, I would have shot a big deer out in this picked cornfield. Mm-hmm. Well, and too, when, and with your neighbors, like, just, if you have a big buck and you know your neighbors have pictures of him, mm-hmm. yeah. so like if you if you were in their shoes, it's a group effort. Shoes, like sometimes you get an asshole. Is, is that how you throw it into it? the yeah. mix? And it, I mean, they they could have by all means just said, you know what, man, I, I don't want you to go on our stuff and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. stay out of there. The crazy but, the crazy part of the story is, check this out, during our tracking of it, during uh, one of the parts where we really thought we were going to find Ben Franklin, like yeah, we were convinced that he was down in this like deep ravine, uh, Jack got a hold of um, uh, the owner of the property and him and his son, how old was he? I I think his son's 13. 13 years 13. old. Him and his son came out, let us on their property, and helped us look for the deer. That's man, awesome, that's awesome. Yeah. It's about right there. For like yeah. all, all day long. And the guy and the son were the nicest people that I've met in a long time. Did they really know nice. what the deer well, was? guess what? You know who killed that deer? His that son. 13-year-old kid. Oh, no. no shit. Get the fuck yeah. out of here, really? After letting us blow their whole property up with dogs and, and, and search their whole 40 acres. <laughs> what goes around comes around. What goes around comes around. You know what's the weirdest thing and I never said it? I knew that they were going to kill that deer. I had the same I feeling. I had the feeling that kid was going to kill that deer. Feeling. I knew he would. Yeah. And when you when we were we were sitting in the tree stand and you, <laughs> and you got that call and you're like, "Dude, Ben Franklin's dead. Neighbors just killed him." But that's and what I it's didn't all know. about. Remember, I didn't and, know who and, killed him. And you him were first. pissed and you're like, oh. And 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 it would be hard his, not his, to be that yes, way though. He, yeah, he turned initially. white. He turned white. And then all of a sudden, a big smile came across his face, and he started laughing. He goes, you know who killed it? And I was like, the little kid killed it. Then he goes, yes. Yep. And, and he showed me the picture, and <laughs> we started laughing. We were yeah. like, dad a boy. Dad a boy. That's what it's all about. That's it made it all, cool, it made it all better. Right it there. made it yeah. all better. How big yep. was he? And you know what? He went 191. <laughs> a half hour later after that happened, a 160 comes in, and, and homeboy drills him. Yep. So, oh, that was, so was that the night that you Good guys came back around, from Ohio? Really? Or, um, that, that was actually, we left Ohio at 4 a.m. that day. And we drove, we were driving straight to Illinois to hunt Ben Franklin. And I decided mid-drive, I go, you know what? We're not going to hunt Ben Franklin tonight. I don't know why, but we have the wrong wind, and I'm not feeling it. So we're going to go to this other farm. Dude, my favorite thing that's is good. Uh, that's watching. good karma, man. That's a good sign. Like, yeah, something just called that out to you, or mm. something. Like, I went with my gut, man. I love watching. Worked out. Chip City Snapchat because you shot a you shot a really nice deer in Ohio. Yeah, thank you. And it was. Uh, By the way, to our listeners, compliment. To our listeners, yet no, <laughs> that was the photo everyone was asking. Damn, what the hell is that? Is that big buck that was uh, dead with the working class bow hunter snapback yes. on that? Yeah, so thank yeah, you for yeah. that, Jeff. Yeah, yeah that was awesome, dude. So there's that, um, and we'll get into that buck, but just because we're talking about Illinois, we'll talk about this. But then you guys hauled ass back, and I remember seeing those Snapchats, and my favorite thing on the planet is to watch Chip City Snapchats blaring like, and sometimes, not Chip, 
Ah, damn, I wish we could have music. But Chip, sometimes I uh, I think you do this for me. You play some hip hop songs and you throw them out there, and I think you just want me to hear them. You think I, I play hip hop songs because I want you to hear them? Just for me. <laughs> I think you play songs because oh, that because that's the weirdest I, thing because, you've ever heard. Because if you ever what? play some Stones Throw stuff, who's going to be the first one to pick it up? I don't. Even, I, I don't know. You, it's gonna be I, me, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Guess. Exactly. All right. He doesn't want to admit it. He's a little bashful. But I, but I remember seeing that like you guys are hauling ass back, and it's what like are you talking about, dude. They're, That's like such a crazy statement, <laughs> like, right. dude. Sometimes whatever. I think I'm, you make your Snapchats for me. I think they're for me. Yeah, I really liked it. I love that. you, Steve. I do. That's, you're right, and you're that's right. not wrong. You're right. But some weird shit right there. But you guys are blasting that back, and I'm like, you know, after you just, God, I wish you just go back to making wrestling references, man. Oh, shit. Did you want me to? Yeah, I'd rather get the hell out of here because no one knows what the hell you're talking about right now. Anyway, before I so rudely interrupted by people who don't appreciate. My appreciation is for them. I made that word up. I like that. But you guys, uh, you guys were uh, hauling ass back, and then it was like, yeah, they left four in the morning or four in the morning from what? What are you doing? Oh, God, God damn! I tried to do incognito. We're w- at one hour, just about. Okay, good. You're in. Letting the crew know. Letting the crew know. But you guys were hauling ass back. Killed a great buck in Ohio. Yeah, came back yeah, to yeah. Illinois. It's, uh, yeah, as, as far as the sto- as, as the uh, you know timeline I mean? goes, as far as the timeline goes, actually, we were just talking about the deer that uh, the deer that Jack killed in Illinois. But before that, we killed the deer in Ohio at Brad Snow's. Yeah, Brad Snow. Big shout out to Brad Snow. Brad the man. Brad the, Snow. KBO. I hear that name the a, lot, official, boys, a lot. The official yeah. alpha king of Ohio. Yeah, Brad Snow is definitely the. Uh, Alpha Ohio male. What, what's his outfit? He's got an outfitter. Killing Buck Outfitter. Killing Buck yeah. Outfitter. I hear though. I hear that a lot. I hear Brad oh, Snow. Uh, that name is really current. You got a good old lady there, Jack. Dude. She she's the best. Bringing you drinks at the podcast. Doctor K. Yeah, Doctor K. K. What, what, what's in there? What's in there? It, it's just oh, just Doctor Pepper. So, uh, yeah, this is just Doctor Pepper. So nice. Brad yeah, Snow. Um, Brad Snow's it, man. Talk about that buck a little bit, dude. It was. Did you know that's the only deer I've seen while hunting in Ohio? No, it didn't. I guess that's, really. <laughs> that's the only deer I've seen. The one in Ohio. Yeah, even and, to, even to right now. Wait, so you didn't name him Neo? No. What the hell's I, wrong I, with I touched you? on I touched on something in the beginning of the, this podcast with State Purvis that I never I never guide a guide, and so when we were at Brad's nose, I'm like, listen, Brad, you know, and Chip had told me because him and Chip are friends, and right. I, I was like, listen, man. I know you don't know me, and I don't know you, and we're going to get to know each other better by the end of this week, but I'm not going to guide you. Like, if you don't have a spot for me to go in the morning, if you don't have a spot for me to go tonight, if you don't want me to hunt any day but the last day for two hours, that's fine, because I'm going to trust you and what right, you think. You're, call you're Brad Snow. <laughs> God, you're, you're a pushover, dude. No, no. You need to no, go no, in these hunting camps like, listen, this is where I want to sit. No, I've never met this like guy, that. but listen, he's got a girl Listen, with you. <laughs> listen, this is the way it is here, man. People pay... Yeah. People pay a lot of money to hunt at these outfitters. You would they, hope these guys know what they're fucking doing. No, dude, listen, Steve. Yeah, shut up, Steve. Chip, listen, these, Kurt. These these customers <laughs> pay a lot of money to hunt at these outfitters, uh-huh. so they feel that they need to be hunting the entire time. Ah. So they're like, you know, they 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 have to be out in the morning and they have to be out in the out- afternoon. They have mm-hmm. to be out in the mo- every morning and every afternoon. But here's the problem: is that Sometimes, like, if, if as a deer hunter, 
you know that sometimes you're doing more damage by going out into the morning, Absolutely. especially when you're in Ohio, when you're hunting over a corn pile. Yep. If you go out and you go sit over a corn pile in the morning, when you're headed out to your stand in the morning when it's dark, where do you think those deer are? Scaring deer off a corn pile. They're on the corn pile and you're mm. busting them off of it. So then when you don't see any deer in the afternoon on that same corn pile and scratch your head and go, oh man, Brad Snow's plus you know sucks. Come on. <laughs> You know why. So the smartest thing to do when you're in at a real outfitter, when you're at a place like Brad Snow, is you just need to do whatever the F Brad tells you to do because it's in your best benefit. So if he says, guess what? You're not hunting in the morning. You don't hunt in the morning. But here's the thing. Brad won't tell someone that they can't hunt in the morning. Yeah. They're clients. They want to hunt. They want to get their money's worth. They want to be out in the woods. They want to see deer. So he won't tell you you can't hunt in the morning, but you're also kind of screwing things up. So when you when as a deer hunter, when you know the things that you know when you approach an outfitter and say, "Listen, man, I'm not trying to get the mo- the most bang out of my buck. You tell me where I need to be, when I need to be. If you tell me I can't hunt in the morning or you shouldn't hunt here in the morning and I'm going to save this spot for the afternoon or we shouldn't hunt here because of these winds, that's what you need to do. But you need right. to let them know that you're on the same team. Right. So that's what we did. So The first night we were there, I mean, yeah. it was like it was like a freaking tsunami, dude. Yeah. I mean, it, it was so bad. The yeah. winds were blowing oh, like really? 30 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. So Brad's like, hey, listen, you know, I got this spot, actually a velvet deer, a deer that's still yeah. in velvet. It, that he had showing up is where we were hunting. When was this? Like in a, this is October still? Yeah, he actually, Brad wow, thought the deer wild. got uh, its balls ripped off on a fence or something. I was going to say, dude. normally it's a, like a hormone imbalance. Yeah, yeah, like our, our buddy he, uh, uh, terrible. Trevor shot an antler doe, and it's just, it's like weird when the testosterone doesn't hit, that uh, velvet stays on there. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it was like a beautiful I guess, I guess they 10. keep growing, too. Like, don't yeah. they grow crazy huge? Yeah. Like, w- w- wouldn't that be smart to, like, get, like, a pellet gun or whatever and just go around and shooting all your deer <laughs> oh, in the back? Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so, anyway, going back to the hunt. Just go sniping dude, all your a, bucks that, in the back like so they grow giant antlers. <laughs> dude, grow. that's such a purvis idea. Let's pull back. I like to take, hey. take my red rider and make on. these big deer. Steve's mic's off. Instead of shed traps. Come on, is it really yeah, off? No, traps. We're, we're, I hit the button it didn't shut off. I did. The first, right, night, we're there, the first night we're there, it's like a freaking tsunami. So we're, we're going out and sitting in this blind and Brad's like, yeah. Pull the red rider out. This is where you need to be. So we sat all night. Should we didn't see a deer. Which, dude, it was a tsunami. I mean, right. It, it, it was what it they're was. They're hungry down just like we would. Yeah. So the second day, uh, I talked to Brad the first evening, and he's like, you know, man, I just I wouldn't try it in the morning. I don't have any pictures, any shooters right now in the morning. I'd, I'd just chill. Sleep so in, I'm, yeah. Like, perfect. So we slept in. We hunted the next day. And we hunted out of the same blind. Still crappy weather conditions. Didn't see much. Right. And uh, it, it was what it was. We didn't see another deer. And so finally, Brad's like, hey, man, I think you should go in in the morning in this spot. I had Nate Hosey in this spot, and, I mean, he saw a bunch of good deer out of here. They just couldn't quite get it done out of this particular tree because, you know, they had deer behind trees or whatever. Oh, right. Dude, he's got a uh, brand-new yeah. LP out, and it's awesome. Yeah. Nate and, Hosey, I love that guy. And Shout-out to Nate Hosey. Yeah, shout-out to Nate hey, Hosey. Come on, I was bringing up a good point. And Birdsong. And, and Birdsong. <laughs> and, the, and the whole Headhunters crew. So we go in there, and literally it's the first, like, 40 minutes of daylight, and I was just sitting back in the tree and pretty much snoozing off a little bit because I was like, oh, man, this is, you know, this is going to be a good morning. Brad says this is a spot, but I was just dead tired, man. So we get to the tree, and I'm laying back, and Chip taps me, and he's like, dude, there's a good buck coming in. 
And he walked across <laughs> the bath, and it's the first deer I've seen while hunting in Ohio. And I've looked at him. I'm like, yeah, he's cool as hell, man. He's got, he's <laughs> I like got, it. I like it. Yeah, he's got split brows. He's got a nice chocolate rack. I'm killing him. So he came in to literally 10 yards, and I just stopped him. He looks back at us, and that was all she wrote, dude. You saw the hatchet <laughs> job it did to him. Oh, my gosh. It was insane. Well, we, we shared that picture, and people were like, Good God, what broadhead was that? Right. The, like the gash so many, was like four, I don't know. It looked like a four or five inch cut from the yeah. photo. I by, don't even know why people even have to ask that question anymore. Yeah. It, you know, I, I, I hear had, you, but there's there's a it's there's always a big broadhead debate. Yeah, there's a bunch of copycats. I, it, I had people ask me, they're like, what'd you do, throw an axe through that deer? <laughs> it, it's like the old commercial, you remember with the Rage, Chuck Adams? It's basically. like throwing an axe through an animal. Rage. You know, like PETA activists yeah. are just pulling their yeah. fucking hair out. Oh, <laughs> Rage, Rage Extreme Chisel, man. Rage Extreme Chisel. Yeah, Crazy. that's what I was that's using. That's the joint. That's the joint. Crazy. So, I, turned, I turned Jack onto those. The bees. They legit. You have a rage so, tattoo, don't you? I do. So you killed that buck in Ohio. Yep. And then you. Well, dude, you mentioned we, this we a totally bit. missed Alberta. Oh, did we skip over that? Because before Brad Snows, we had Alberta. We went to Alberta moose hunting, and uh, I shot a moose before yeah. that. That was oh, a crazy yeah. trip. Yeah, that was insane. That we, was a, wait, was that? That was in between? Yeah, yeah that was in between. We went, we went moose hunting. Oh, okay, okay. Craziness. Yeah. Because animals. And uh, we actually, the first night we were there, my moose, funny story, my moose was the only moose I saw the whole trip. Damn, do you're one for one on that. Jesus, yeah, man. I, then, I wish I could go out and like one hunt the only animal I see be like a <laughs> slob. Every and, and that night, not, I mean, not to keep going with the one-hit wonders, but when I shot my 160 in Illinois, that was the only deer we saw that night. <laughs> so I went three animals in a row. Was the only animals I saw were the ones I killed, and it was just sort of crazy. It was cool. That's um, all you need, man. So yeah. what the, what I mean, the hell is he doing? Like, uh, hold on, no, Jack. I, I need He's to know this. a thousand in this shit right now, dude. Like, what do <laughs> I need, need to, to do? Get, you need to go to the boat tonight and just start getting. No, 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 no. Get, get that bullshit out of here. Something, He's done man. with his luck. I need some of your luck. What do I need to do? Do I need to wax my eyebrows? Do I need to you be know as skinny as you? What do I need to do? Uh, I'll, be, don't be I'll be totally honest with you right now. Number one, you need to start waxing your eyebrows. Okay. And number okay. two, you okay. need to stop hunting mornings. And I'll, I'll think he's done and is. done, dude. That sad. is a yeah. five minute. He doesn't hunt mornings. I don't hunt mornings for shit. You think he hey, gets up, Steve. Steve, oh, you need to man. wear long underwear. No, but seriously, guys, yeah. that that trip that was crazy because the first night we got there, we were hunting with a buddy of mine, Byron Wolf. Big shout out to Byron Wolf Hunt Adventures up there in northwestern Alberta. And when we got there. I noticed like all these big rips in our tent. Like our, our whole camp was put back together and everything. And I'm right. like, Byron, like, oh, know, who's these... running that? Steve Burnham? Or what yeah. the fuck's that guy? No, By- Byron's legit, man. Byron has a all great right. operation. But we're looking at, I'm looking at these tents and like everything's sewed back together and still, you know, well put together camp and everything. But we're in the middle of nowhere because we were, we were 90 kilometers off of the nearest dirt road. So, and we are in the middle of nowhere in northwestern Alberta. <laughs> right, right. So we get all the way back there on four wheelers, literally. And uh, I'm looking at these tents, what I'm getting to, and he told me that Indians had actually raided our camp. Okay, so this like, blows my mind here. So Indians, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, I, I, I cut you off in my mind boggledness. It's because crazy. You, you mentioned this before the podcast, and I automatically think like the show Hell on Wheels. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Where yeah, India no, I know exactly I'm what you mean. John Wayne shit, right? Yeah, so Clint Eastwood it, shit. it was so, crazy. I mean, they're you know, I'm probably not going to sound politically correct. But it doesn't whatever. matter. This modern is day class bow mo- modern, yeah, modern day Indians. I mean, they're they're loggers up there. They live in the middle of the they're natives, natives, natives. Yeah. Okay, yeah. natives. Um, 
And anyway, I mean, these guys, they were just pissed that we were hunting moose where they've, you know, their native lands. And I mean, I can't say I blame them. All right. Yeah. Hey, uh, I kind of well, get it. Actually, wise, actually, probably not the their prop, land anyway. The land, no, the land that we were hunting. All right. Check it out. This is the craziest situation because the land that we were actually hunting on that Byron, our guide and our other guide, what was his name? Kelly. Kelly. Um, yeah, sounds it's really not, Native was, American. Not, native. He listen, was a native. Listen, yeah. it's not um it's not native land. They, they call it crown land. It's 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 state land. It's public No land is native land. land. That land is three billion no. years old. There's nah, no one that claims yeah, Steve, 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 just listen. Steve, right, Let him right. tell the story. St- Steve, Zoom in on this. Zoom this in on right. this. Let's this, just hear it. This native uh, mic's off. This land that we're hunting on is public land, but it can't um it cannot be accessed. Unless At you, all, unless you it's have completely a, surrounded by either private or uh, uh, the only other way to access it is through like if you go to like British Columbia, if you go through like BC and come around and hike in like 150 ah, yeah, okay. miles, or you have to take a it's, boat. It's honestly really? the strange little island of public land that's surrounded by private land, and the, the 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 some of the private land that butts up to it is the native Canadian land okay. that so the it, natives have their own um, refuge or like it's there it's there it was it's across the river clam. it was across so the river here's so the it's thing. landlocked one of it's yeah. landlocked it's landlocked so so uh, one of our guides Kelly is actually a native and he is a native of that tribe that is allowed to hunt and allowed to have access on that land that abuts it. So we were just using the native's land to get access to the land that mm. we were hunting. But anytime we gotcha. were traveling that route in and out of camp to get back to like the main, the main land, the main road or whatever, you would run into hostile natives that hate white men. Hate. Which is totally legal, by the way. Right. So yeah. you're using their land to get as like an easement to get to the property yes. you were trying to hunt. And now listen, now we cannot use their land to get to where we need it to be without Kelly. Yeah. Okay. But right. who, is, right. Native. Right. who is the native? Right. Who has permission to be on that property? Who has permission to bring guests onto or through that property? Who has the, 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 the passcode to the gate? All of that stuff. Well, when we were coming out, weren't so you, you all guys? All of those local natives, they hate Kelly because he brings white men through that property. Yeah, but he has permission to do this. Yes, and we're not hunting on their property. We're hunting on the the, the public right. land. You're just yeah. using their that's property. Past. It seems like you have a discrimination suit, uh, and uh, they're racist, and uh, they should be um, no, 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 for no. that. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, it. It's whatever. Who knows? Who knows what's been going on there? Who knows? And 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 I mean, you know the whole long story. About you know uh, you know us Christopher Columbus coming here and never raping it, and pillaging it. and yeah. so chip spreading disease and whatever who knows take it away Jack I, I believe weren't you guys because I I came out before you guys because we had to get the moose into yes. uh, we were actually well, taking you and the quarters to a processor you and I were stopped yeah when we were coming out with Byron you told them now you told them the whole story about how just the day before we got there Byron's whole camp was destroyed by the natives yeah. Yeah, there's yep. like a bear or something. So the natives yeah. came off of their There's, native land onto the public land. 
and raided our raided found our camp. the tents. Oh, shit. Found Jeez. all of Byron's tents, his whole campsite, thousands and thousands, over ten thousand dollars of equipment. And these now you're thinking now when I say natives, you're probably thinking you know like horseback. No, I'm talking like dudes on giant tractors with iPhones yeah. that don't give a shit mm-hmm. and hate white men. This dude's got a tractor that's bigger than this building, and it's just he people stealing shit. He just, is what it was. He, just yeah. he just ran over. No, they didn't steal nothing. He just ran the whole camp over with his tractor because he didn't he didn't give a shit he didn't want us there oh, he didn't want shit. it there yeah. and, it, and and his excuse was it was uh it, it was um the camp was in like the middle of a path that was on some of his like on one of his trap lines in his way it was in his way of one of his trap lines oh, so he ran that shit over Grounds for and, ass beating. And Byron me. and Byron just had Man, to pretty much bite up. his lip and take a ten thousand dollar loss. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, because what else are you going to do and at then that point? Byron, yeah, there's a coming in. Byron then has to go out to the mainland and get all new equipment and all new stuff and set it up within a day before we get there. Hoping yeah. that the guy doesn't come in and do it again. Yes. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I slept with happen? my rifle on and my feet every thing. night. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The guy, the guy, Kelly, the native, the dude who runs the place over is like somehow related to Kelly because it's the, he's the part. He's part of the oh, same tribe. Out, yeah. So yeah. it's some Whoa. it's some crazy shit. That's a deep dynamic, man. Because it's it's weird. It's a weird situation, right? Because it's like, yeah, you don't blame them for being like aggravated with the white man. Like I can see how you can see that, but if you're on the ground, you can be on, and you yeah. got there the it's, correct way, yeah. and you're not hurting anyone where you're but, at. You know, it it the, was the, totally legal. You know, the way that the way that I, I, I guess it's seen, and this is kind of odd. It's like they're like, hey, this is our land. You had absolutely no right to be on it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, it is. Oh, there I am. Was I off? You know, they, they're thinking as this is our land. You had absolutely no right to be on here. Killing me. Therefore, oh well, you cut my mic off, so that's what you have to have. I'll do it again. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you're, you're running over personal property in 2017. It's like, dude, okay, you thought your land was taken 200 years ago. What happened 400 years ago? Were your people on this land? Did they take over? How did uh, tribes? Uh, you know, that, uh, here's my thing. Where I'm you know you, you need to re, you know like, you, where are you going? <laughs> we always need to respect. No one knows. Deep. We need to no respect where people are at. Okay, and this is if it's 2017, respect where people's boundaries are. I mean, you know, it's it, it's so weird to me that you know you guys would get that animosity. It's just it's a like, shitty situation. It's like man. ah, the white man's coming up here, but like, dude, like, how come how come that's acceptable? And any situation where it's like, nah, you can't come into my bakery is like unacceptable. Well, we it's were wild. With- As hunters, I think I think hunters are starting to get the short end of the stick. It's like, dude, we're trying to hunt land, but yet you know people are putting claim to it because they were here maybe six years before because their tribe took over this land or like this this land's ours. But it's like you had it six years before us, but fifteen years before it was somewhere else and. Land is ever changing, and you know depends on what. You're th- how, you're how you think, believe government wise? Way too much. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's just where much. I'm at, dude. So, you know, obviously, where public land is now, and where we're at now, I think we're finally in a generation in 2017, going into 2018, that we can finally say, "Hey, look, this is public Steve land." Steve Purvis here. This is private land. 
I have. I don't 40, know where you're going with this. I have 40 feet so of lost. You lost me. Me. So I'll be honest. I haven't listened to I'm gone, dude. Here's the problem. Did you get a moose? Here is the problem, dude. Can you play the song, Kurt? I'm always trying to build up to a point. It takes me a while to build up There's no problem. I did get a moose. What I do want to talk about is this moose that Jack killed. bring this shit back up. So I do want to... Bring me up all into it. Bring me up all into it. You turned him off. You totally turned him off. bring me up all into it. There's no beef. There's no beef. All right, end it with the... Let him... Let him... Let him... Let him... Give it to him. Give it to him. God, Steve. Okay, end it. Okay. I was going to bring a really articulated point in, but... Kurt decided that because he didn't like what I was saying, he cut my mic off. See? So I can do whatever I want because I run this shit. So let's talk about killing moose. Legitimately killing. Anyway, to 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 end the whole uh, uh, the natives and the the, the the public land and yeah, where where like, I think they're public just, land they're should just be. Up, they're upset that one of their uh, their members of the tribe is bringing you know the white man through there and they're pissed off. So we're uh, but it's legal. We came. It is legal. But who cares? Yeah. Just, the people can have their own opinions and they're pissed. And we ran into them and they were pretty pissed. And I mean, so I, we started. We started at the beginning, Chip. Yeah. We started at the beginning with the tribes and being, you yeah. know, the, the camp being raided. Yeah. I mean, I guess to get into the hunt more or less, Kurt, it was it was four four days before we even saw a moose. It See, was four be days before we heard one. Yeah. And we were literally like there was a point. On on the day that I killed, actually, and there was I'm tons not, of moose there. There's tons of moose there. Yeah, tons of moose. But there's was this your first time ever hunting moose? This is my first time hunting moose. So did yeah, you know how to like call them in and everything? I didn't. Our guide did, but the, they are. Oh, so you had, so you had so a guide elusive. with you? Yeah, okay. we we had a guide Byron with us, and they're so elusive and so like literally like there became a point when Chip and I were riding around and we looked at each other and we're like, we know what insanity feels like because we we just they're they're literally and it's insane how elusive a moose is yeah and, and I i've think heard it's it a lot man i think it's because the territory is so vast i mean they could be anywhere anywhere right? anywhere and, anywhere they want to be anywhere like, a moose wants to be this right, right. wasn't a trip where like you know you had to be in shape like the other one like colorado or whatever yeah, because we were, we, dri- we were driving around on like oh no dude we were driving around on one of those argos i was those, hoping you were gonna uh, say that in argo <laughs> yeah is that is that, that six wheel gimmick oh, listen, yeah. listen bathtub with wheels oh yeah, yeah. Wheels. i just picture jim shockey's guy with like a shitty helmet driving that thing through like yeah, the that you was know, Byron listen but listen okay so you don't have to be in shape because you're driving around on Argos but if that Argo shits the bed you could die yeah literally Byron had like a backpack full of extra parts like yes. he's like yeah I broke one of these last year and so I decided I'd bring this in case like, we broke it again because yeah. it almost killed me you the last die. time I did it and, and oh, the Argo, Thanks, the, like, cool. it's a bathtub on wheels and with no shocks so like I rode in the back of this thing like Jack's in front with, with, with Byron driving around and I'm in the back so like and <laughs> And I, I want to call the Argo a piece of shit because it is a piece of shit, but it does go everywhere. Yeah. Dude, we blew a tire and it, it just kept going. It does not get really? stuck. Yeah, oh, yeah we, there's eight of them. There's yeah, we just tires. blew a front tire. He's like, oh, yeah, he pulls a stick out. That's no big deal. Yeah. We'll keep going. Just send tires. it. But, send yeah, just it. send it. Dude, that thing was launching me <laughs> everywhere. Whiplash. It was the worst. <laughs> We're wearing your safety harness because it's like a skid steer. You're just like, yeah. wham. That's exactly wham. what it is, a skid Steve steer. Steve pedophile. Steve pedophile. Yes. Oh, what's that guy's name? Steve Purvis here. Yeah. Steve Purvis here, 
It's a skidster, <laughs> so like it doesn't steer like with the front wheels turning. It pivots. It, it jerks. It pivots like so a when tank. you turn. Yeah the, yeah, the thing's like rocking back and forth when, like every. Fucking yeah, so yeah. when you're going straight, if homeboy wants to turn left, it just makes the right tires move faster than the left, yeah. or maybe sure. they even move in opposite directions. Yeah, so it's an instant <laughs> pivot, which seriously can just catapult Dude, you rock me back and forth. It will catapult Dude, he would me fly from one side right to the other. out of the back. Who's who's drove a skid steer? And I'm and I'm carrying you know know exactly. I'm carrying seven to eight grand of a camera equipment on my shoulder in the back of this thing. It was pretty nerve wracking. Oh man, what an adventure though, right? Yeah, and so then finally on on the fourth evening, we're like glassing across this lake, literally glassing across a lake. And uh, another a woman that we were with on the hunt, actually a friend of mine, Karen. she shot a moose the first day, like sleeps in the first day and goes out and just shoots one, like just pure luck. I'm like, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, cool. So she was riding around with us and she's glassing across this lake and she's like, I think I see a moose out there and I, I think it might be a bull. And, you know, so instantly we're all like, oh, holy crap, because I had a rifle and a bow with me. I had my elite tempo in my hand and then I had right. my rifle on my back because it was totally legal there. Mm-hmm. So we're glassing, glassing, glassing and we're like, yeah, it is a bull. And Byron starts woof, woof. That's the moose call. It right. sounds just like that. And so he's calling to this moose, and he's literally getting ready to like swim the lake and come towards us. And oh, then really? That finally, committed, huh? Yeah, that committed. Like it was insane, dude. They're huge animals. And so I'm ranging across this lake the whole time, and I'm ranging, ranging, ranging. <laughs> You're watching. And <laughs> he's like, "How far is it?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's it's about 625 yards, like close to you know half a mile." Oh shit! And uh, I'm ranging it, ranging it, ranging it, and. Finally, he's like, well, listen, man, he's going to go around this lake and he's going to try and get downwind of us. And keep in mind, this is a six-day hunt and this is the only moose we've seen and we're four days in. Right, right. And so I look at Byron. I'm like, I need two backpacks off the off the Argo right now and I need my rifle. I can make this shot. So you're down to the nitty-gritty when it comes to this right now. Yep. And so literally all I had was my 308. I don't have any like custom mills or you know anything like that. Right, I'm, right, right. I'm looking at and the in wind current. And your backpack like chips, ahoy, cookies. Yeah, and pretty shit. much. Yeah. So I'm resting on a Pringles can, <laughs> right. and uh, of course I'm, I'm watching the the ripple on the water to try and you know tell what I what gauge I have for wind. wind. Gauge the wind, and uh, he's like, "Do you have mills in that scope?" He's like, "You're gonna have to aim." What's no, the calculation on that? A, he had an app. Yeah, he had an app, and he's calculating my speed and my bullet coming out of the rifle and the drop and the grains and all that. And he's like, that's, that's, I don't even remember. Dylan knows how many inches it was. It was like 90 inches. He goes, something, something, something inches. Yeah. Yeah, And then Dylan's like, that's eight feet, yo. Dylan's like, that's like eight feet, yo. (laughs) He's like, yeah, yeah. He's filming. Dylan's filming with Chip. And so, that's eight feet, yo. It's as long as I play RuneScape, yo. I know how it's going. And so, Chip, like, Chip's calculation was he told me after the hunt, he's like, I would have pictured, like, Shaquille O'Neal standing on the moose's back. And that's, that's where I would And just aim for Shaq's dome. And and what I was thinking when I Charles Barkley shot, dude, if you will. Another time when I had a gun in my hand this year when I was totally tore up, and I'm like, I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, well, that moose's shoulder is probably about eight nine feet, like at the top of his back, right around yeah, there, probably. Yeah. And so all I did was double the moose. And I didn't have any mills in my scope or anything. Byron's like, do you have any mills for that? I'm like, yeah, it's called aim high. <laughs> Holy shit! So and so I shoot. Sends it. Sends it. So I just send sent it, it dude. Just, <gasps> sent it. And it was such a long shot that literally we watched the bullet impact, and then the sound of the bullet came back to us. So it was 
boom, the bullet, the bullet literally impacts and moves. I want to say five seconds. It was like no way. Yeah, it was like boom. You'll watch it on the footage because everybody will be able to see that on the season two. That'll be the shit. Five. Yeah. Wow. And you can watch. You can hear it hit him. Oh yeah, yeah. like five it. seconds we after he shot the gun, shit. it's insane. And you can watch the footage, and literally, you watch the vapor trail this. of the bullet go all the way out to the moose. Just like the arc on like a sixty-seven yard bow shot. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> and my dad was like, I was talking to my dad on the phone after, and he's like, "What? You film a freaking sniper yeah. movie at the same time when you were up there?" And yes. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's insane, dude." It was just insane. That is crazy. Well, congratulations on the moose, man. And I love that you took pictures with the working class bow hunter yeah, hat with man. the moose because I don't know who else I would know that would take pictures of their moose kill with our hat. So I appreciate that. <laughs> that was well, awesome. You know, it was funny. Like, I only had a certain amount of gear that I had to bring on this trip. And I had, like, two baseball caps strapped to my backpack. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I got to bring my working class bow oh, hunter. Oh, man. <laughs> You're the shit. You're the shit. Well, we were going to bring beanies. We'll give you guys beanies next time. Yeah, Stocking absolutely. caps. Um, we we forgot them, but uh, that's the shit, dude. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I think appreciate we, it. I think we shared that online on our pages and stuff. But it was a great time to and see our hat. Like a moose is like my dream animal, and to yeah. see like my stuff on a moose, like that you got to, your first moose, and my first moose. You know, ever. a dream come true, probably for you. It really like, was. So did you smoke him too? Like, did he? How far did he go? Oh man, he went about twenty yards before he went down. Oh, no oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. They're a moose, dude. They're huge. He took that bullet. It was perfectly placed. Right behind his front shoulder and he just took it and he he lunges about like i don't know probably 10 yards and then he's sort of just on that slow like death like i'm gonna face plan any second and i sent a couple more into him just because i was like yeah why just not? why not right yeah, yeah at, at this point. point and uh so i mean it, it was just insane and to hear to just shoot that far because that's you know I, i've practiced a little bit with a rifle at some longer distances mm-hmm. but that rifle on on this hunt in particular, for some reason, I've never brought this rifle on an adventure hunt. I have a Thompson Center Icon 308, and I was like, I need this rifle on this trip, and I didn't know why at the time. But you got I a just, good feeling about shit. It seems like <laughs> I, try, I try to I'm go with my gut. Calling you when I have well, questions, conscious. <laughs> except when it comes to opening day of uh, you know fucking deer season in Kentucky. But yeah, that guy's pretty spot on. <laughs> Other than that, you start out rough and then strong. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess if you have like I want you one to, uh, really fucking bad experience, every other experience is going to be good. Fuck you then, Jack. What I want you to do? <laughs> fuck you then. I want you to break down the feeling of walking up on a moose because I can't fathom what it would be like. Well, here's the thing. Okay. I told you we were glassing these moose across a lake, dude. Yeah, it wasn't right. like, okay, yep, we got them. Let's go take a look at them, boys. Got like, yeah, 40 fucking shooter moose on this property. Yeah, it, it, it was, was a trip to get to them. Oh, well, no. we had we had to it navigate more than all a trip, the, dude. Yeah, we had to navigate. It, it took it took half a day. Oh shit, like yeah. that no one? shit, really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I shot him across, you know, across a lake. And, right, right. I mean, it was half a mile just about. <laughs> And yeah. so, and the guys were like, "Well, we don't even really know what's over there." Yeah, uh, we've never uh, been there before. <laughs> dude, you well, see uh, Michael Phelps on. Dude, like, give me a dog leash. I'll swim. This there's got to be cross. some way to get around this lake. Yeah, literally. Damn. So, we had to boat. cut a trail. Like, literally, it took us half a day. I thought Argos we, could float. Yeah, but we didn't have all the plugs for it and stuff. Oh, good. And plus, <laughs> good. plus, plus, Dude, with the no, way listen, an Argo is, listen, I mean, listen, you get out in like, the middle. Yeah, yeah. Listen, those Argos, like. 
it's cool if you're like crossing like creeks and yeah. ponds and stuff. But when like, it's you don't want to you don't want to put that thing out in the <laughs> right. middle of a lake. Yeah, when it's freezing cold in the middle out. of yeah. nowhere. This some bitch ain't the Mayflowers. With what you're saying. with yeah. with, with, okay, with good twenty call. grand worth of camera equipment yeah, and, yeah. and hunting gear on you. Well, and a lake up good there call. isn't like a lake down here. Like lakes no. are probably huge up there. Well, and it was at the point. I mean, you go on these hunts and you're way back in the bush like that, and it's life or death. I mean, we can sit here at the table in the lodge when we're nice and cozy and laugh about it all day but right. it's life or death you can't man. take chances and like you're it. like yeah do our, i trust yeah, that argos yeah. plug enough guide, to trust my life with our it? Guide, right. our guide byron's a badass son of a bitch he's a bush he, man and he was like we're not taking the argo out there no yeah way. i hear gonna, it i get go, that i get around. that so we go around and we had to cut a path with chainsaws through the middle of this thick how, thick how far was it over a mile right Oh, dude. Well, to get around the lake, it was 11 miles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Around. I'm talking about oh, the from, trail that from we, where we started the trail. Yeah, from where we started the trail to where we actually had to get off of the, the buggy and yeah. go to the moose, yeah. was that, that was a mile and a half, two miles to cut that trail with chainsaws <laughs> to get yeah. in there. Yeah. It take me so, three days. Of Chainsaw sort of, Byron. Chainsaw Byron. So it's sort of like a roller coaster of emotions because you're like, yes, I just shot this moose. And I get up and I'm hugging everybody. I'm like, this is awesome. And then you're like, We'll get to see him in half a day, you know? <laughs> oh, and so finally, like, I walked up on him, and, like, the emotions of walking up to a moose. First off, you can't even pick their head up. And I so bet, I, man. I walk up, and I go to get his, like, rack like a whitetail or, you know, antlers like a whitetail. pick tail, him up a little and bit. And I go to pick him up, and I can't even move his head. Like an anchor. I can't even move his head. I literally couldn't even move his head. So we have Damn. a picture of Dylon laying on him, like, literally fully spread out, and I took a picture. And I'm really? Like, Dylon's, I gotta see a, that. Dylon's a little guy. Yeah, we could fit, like, four Dylon on top of a moose. <laughs> four Dylon. Four, four Dylon. Dylon. <laughs> it's about a four Dylon moose. Yeah, it's about a four Dylon. Dylon. Yeah. That's my dream. A moose hunt is one of my dream hunts, man. It was a four Dylon moose. I, I feel like I would just ball my eyes out walking up on, like, yeah. a moose. Like if it, ever, it just feels, like, so far away of a hunt. Like you know, yeah. it feels I, like it's I'm not like, touchable. Like I can't I'm, fathom the idea and put it in my head of like killing yeah. a moose. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. I know is um, you know, when you shoot something like that, obviously you guys were trying your damnedest to get to it. Um, up there, what, what are coyotes? <laughs> I thought you forgot what you're like. Um, there's not. So there's not coyotes. There's not coyotes. There's, like, are you worried about wolves? Wolves. wolves. Uh, there's there's wolves and bears. Are, are you? Are there's you actually about grizzlies in that part of uh, northwestern Alberta too. Are oh, you worried about them getting to the carcass? Or, um, you know, or the carcass? Yes and no. I mean, uh, we were on the edge of a lake, and there's really nothing you could do. I mean, I had to make a judgment call as a hunter of whether I was going to shoot him or not at that mm-hmm. distance. And I felt I told Byron from the second that he was calculating the bullet drop and all this. I'm like, I don't care what it is, I can make that shot. I just was that confident in my equipment and what I had mm-hmm. there that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And so. Upon doing that, I mean, I know that I knew that there was consequences. Maybe wolves could get on them or anything, and that's just the chance you take up there. But uh, luckily, by the time we got to him, everything was fine. And not to mention, I mean, we were working at getting to him from the second that I shot him, yeah. from right, the second right. that we walked up to him. So you're making noise and shit too. Yeah, there, we're probably. making noise. I mean, I just shot a gun a few times, and you know, I heard a lot of guys say like up there for those animals, and I don't believe it because where you're at gunshots don't happen that often but they're like no. it's like a dinner bell is what i was here yeah too, I, i've heard that saying too and i mean i'm sure it is to some degree but also certain I mean, areas maybe but think about how sketchy uh, i've hunted black bears before with a bow and i mean they're 
pretty sketched out if they hear that. They're not oh, just yeah. going to hang around and be right. like, oh, I wonder what that They're not going big running towards was. it. Yeah, yeah like you. Chip and I talk about, like it's like whitetails watching the boogeyman walk through the woods all the time, like uh, when they see you or something or up in true, a tree. Man. It's the same thing with those animals. I mean, they don't see people. They, they associate us with an unknown animal. It's like us seeing an alien. I mean, up yeah, there. that's true, man. That is actually true. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with aliens, dude. What, 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 what kind of what, what kind of bullshit is this, dude? I don't know if you, you can compare alien? this though. Like, Big I always deal. compare like farm equipment. Like, people are like, you think farm equipment scared deer? I'm like, I don't know. Combines never ran through the woods, and I think I think some of the moose. Deer. I think some of the moose there in Canada definitely had seen humans before because oh yeah, the have not or have no have because you know that you you see. Um, you know, on hunting shows and, and people tell stories about moose, they're like, you know, if you see a moose, chances are that, you know, if they see you, you're the first human that they've ever seen. You know, it's so yeah. vast. But where we were, it is so vast. But um, what was so strange and the coolest part about where we were is that uh, it's it's there's all these kinds of like abandoned I was hoping you were going to touch fields. on that. They're like uh, oil, pipelines. No, I think oil, they're natural gas. Natural gas factories. Yeah. Huge giant factories. And I think that but this is why this is why really? it's I think this is why it's public land. At one point that there there was lots of natural gas out there and this huge company came in and um dude there's there's factories upon factories. I'm when I say factories, I'm talking like like Freaking huge towers but it's and eerie. buildings and, and oh, whatever, and it's all gone. It's all abandoned now. Yeah. And I think what it is is this big company came out there. This is what Kelly was telling us. Uh, one of the guys, the native guys, they came in and they were running natural gas. And then once the gas dries, you know, dry, gas dries up, they just abandoned. It costs more money that to take all that stuff out than it would be to just leave it and they made billions off of doing it so yeah. they just leave it dude there's so much you go into those buildings and there's like pressure washers and like machinery and all kinds of stuff that's there's worth thousands there. and thousands and thousands of- it's just they just left it yeah well and the crazy thing is is like the best thing that i could associate it to is like have you ever seen the jurassic park movies where yeah. they walk into like those old abandoned buildings that are like from the original Jurassic dude park. it reminds me of like uh the walking dead yeah that too where it's just like, like at one point, he just picked up and left. And, and we it's act- scary as shit. Yeah, we, but you guys are, and you are know what's completely weird? walking over the point that maybe, dude, maybe these moose have gotten abducted by aliens. And you know what's you weird know? is that uh, like you walk through these like huge uh, like abandoned factories and, and crazy stuff. And it's nothing to look down and find a huge giant uh, uh, moose shed just chilling like yeah. right in the like, like right really? outside one of the factories. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're so used to that and, shit. And, they and don't here's, even think twice Here's the weird thing too is that like there was these huge pipes that like obviously natural gas was like flowing up through so I think that they were wrapping these pipes with like this kind of insulation and oh, the yeah. insulation that they were using to wrap the pipes with is uh, like reflectant it's almost like tin it's foil. foil it's foil back insulation so and the insulation see, will sit you see the yeah. yeah why are you young you see the you see the the, the, the because the, my mic's down low you see this uh, insulation it's all tore up and these pipes are bent and beat to shit out of and you can find moose sheds around these pipes and I think what the deal is, and I think Kelly, uh, uh, you know, confirmed this with us. Moose are seeing their reflection in this like uh, <laughs> aluminum foil, yeah, foil shit, back and they're attacking yeah. these pipes That's and losing line. their yeah, antlers. Yeah, like a, dude, a lot of that like that natural, natural that gas pipe. Deep. Yeah, what, deep. when they, when they wrap crazy. that. But sometimes you know it's it's different. I made, I made a joke about aliens, and I apologize, but. 
real shit. So when they when they take those pipes, what they'll do is like the insulation, they'll wrap it. But that backing, um, if you ever, you know, it's a lot of insulation. They'll have that foil back. Some of the insulation is a little bit tougher than others. So like a factory setting. But, but I'm that, guessing these things are put in in the '60s, so they might have that. I don't know if it's that shiny, <laughs> but there's a there's a different texture to it. So if these moose are going through and hitting like evergreens, you know, there's one feeling to evergreen, but now they see a pipe and they go and hit these things. No, you here's the know, thing, dude. though. No, 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 no. Here's what the, the thing. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. Your professional opinion. I'm just saying, if they hit a pipe... Oh, like, Who knows? It's Steve. Here was my, here was my, here was my thought on it, because there's pipes everywhere, all around there. There's pipes everywhere. But this, These are in specific but locations? Listen, listen, listen. I'm uh, hearing a you. Moose, a moose is a strange animal. They're, 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 they're like a deer. They're like a turkey, where when it's the middle of the rut, dude, they don't give a shit. They're they're they're, yeah, man. they're hopped up on so much testosterone. If they're Oof. looking at something that's reflective, and there's like their reflection the is in man. it, exactly. their reflection but, is in it. Yeah, they're the gonna challenge. mess that thing but up. And what, all the pipes, none of the pipes that didn't have the reflective stuff on it, none of them were touched. Yeah. All the stuff oh, okay, with the reflective okay. stuff were just bent up and beat up, and you could see all the hoof marks are on it. And Damn, I'm, that's I, super interesting. Yeah, they just, they just beat it up. It's well, some shit. It's I used to shit. work at a factory in New York, and um, it was all uh, – the outside of the factory was all glass, all windows, but it was like the reflective stuff that you could see out, but when you're on the outside, it's like a mirror. Yeah, yeah, And there was wild turkeys that would come out and strut and attack the windows oh, like yeah. during the day because yeah. they could see themselves and they're pissed off. Did you ever see that video on YouTube where they put that mirror in the jungle and all the gorillas are, gorillas are up to it like oh, – yeah. I've seen the hood like, version yes, of it. Posturing up but to that's, it. But that's yeah. the yeah. animal though. Like when we got our dogs for the first time, like they would see themselves in, the, yeah, they don't in, know in our cars. Yeah. You know, like the How car, they would see, see the moose? reflection yeah. and they'd start growling and like start attacking awesome. the, the it was vehicle. Just, it was just <laughs> one of those things that was common sense where like Jack, I, I remember looking at Jack and I'm like, all the pipes with that wrapping around them are all beat to shit. And mm-hmm. that's where Kelly says that he finds a lot of the sheds are by those pipes. And I said, I bet you they're seeing the reflection in that Absolutely. material that they're wrapping. So he's finding sheds inside. to be, man. No, outside. Oh, outside. So it's whatever the pipes are outside. So they don't go inside. We walked through quite a bit of the buildings and it's crazy as shit. Could you imagine if you put a mirror out right now in the woods of Illinois? You need to and just put a trail camera on it. Put a trail camera on it. How many bucks would attack that that mirror? It's, it's a well, funny how many thought. Times, um, I, I'm trying to think of how many times that uh, like out in New York where I wake, I used to wake up in the morning and my 3D target was just destroyed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the same. They're seeing the reflection or something they, they think, think is, is mirroring for sure. them. So to continue, Thank Alberta you. from <laughs> the from the pipes. From we're all over the place. Oh, is, is that where from, we're at? I, I don't know. I think pipe. I think we should talk more about the pipe insulation, Steve. In the 1960s, <laughs> they used this fucking material, but it was like this one material. But I'm just what the oh fuck, man? God. Have you ever demoed? A, have you ever pulled Jack. pipe out of a fucking building Her. from the 60s? Tell me, man. Yeah, I'll talk into my. Uh, Oh man, I almost, got, I almost got kissed by Steve. <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. almost. Well, like, like continuing, continuing Alberta. Um, Thank you. Shout out to Chainsaw shot, Byron. Yeah, shout out to Chainsaw Byron. First off, but we killed this great moose. Went all the way around the lake. Got to him. Yes. And just like the process of taking care of that animal, so we found him the one night. We field dressed him. <laughs> 
basically got his hide off so that all the meat would be cooling down because right. it was below freezing. It snowed a little bit that that next night. We came back out the next day and took care of the whole moose. It's a whole day process oh, just to take care and, and preserve all that meat. And Kelly, you know, he's a native, and I, I love learning moose about meat. Yeah, I love learning about the ways of, you know, basically different people and where they come from. I mean, it's no right. different than anybody who comes and visits any place. It's it's about the experience. And, you know, just to see the way that they take care and preserve of that amount of meat and get it out of there, it, it's amazing. How, I mean, how big an animal, like, weight-wise, would you, would, did he guess it to be or did you oh, guess it man. to be? I think he guessed it around 800 pounds. Oh, man. I don't even that. remember. Yeah, hey, hey, I don't hey, remember hey, either. Maybe so, did, how was the I meat? more than four dylons. Yeah, <laughs> it's more than four. Yeah, more than four the, the meat was amazing. We actually ate moose heart. We did a whole little oh, uh, filming oh, segment on smoked. it. Smoked, yeah, smoked really? moose heart, and it, oh, it was shit, absolutely yeah. delicious. I've and heard moose it, meat's like the best, like yeah. the cream of the crop, oh, man. Dude, yeah, oh, it's awesome. And the natives, speaking of that, and the natives, that's all they care about is moose. Yeah, they don't give a shit about like anything else. They they trap, and the meat that they eat is moose, moose and fish. Yep, they do not give a shit about deer. They call whitetails. Yeah, go white, ahead, dude. They, they get the deer out there. Check this out. Where we were, there's a hundred and seventy, hundred and eighty, hundred and ninety inch deer walking around. They like, don't care. Like you see does out here. They don't care. They're everywhere, and the. And the natives, they don't give a damn. The, our guide says he's only killed one white tail in his life, and he killed it for dog food because his dog was going to be hungry for the winter, so he killed the deer so his dog could eat through the winter. Yeah. Really? And it was Won't a, it. It was a like 175-inch it. deer. <laughs> the only deer I've ever killed, 175, is I killed it for dog food, though. It was dog white food. Wait till, wait till. Why, why is, it, is it because moose yeah. is that much better than... I mean, well, it's more about like how we, diet how, of the whitetail up there. Think about how we view it's dogs tradition. versus how they view dogs in, in the Philippines, dude. I don't know, dude. Uh, there's it a tastes comic better. that I, I do... I, it tastes I, better. It definitely yeah. does taste better, dude, for sure. It, it, I think I, so. It, it all agree? depends on how you view yeah, the animal, dude. I agree. What do you think? It's the whitetail's diet, I don't think it's how you view the animal. No. You don't think so? No. I think moose does taste better. Bigger. And not only that, though, like... I'm not going to disagree with you. Bigger, more in your face. Think about it, though. A power animal First off, they taste better, and these natives are all about like survival, so... It's more bang for your buck. Are you going to go out and try and kill seven whitetails, or you could just drive Shoot around and smoke one, one moose yeah, but, and but, feed but, your family but, for the but week? But I kind of, but I'll bring up this point because like, I, I, I kind of di- disagree with you. Um, there's a guy I do stand up comedy. With. I haven't He's been from there, the but Philippines. You're wrong. And I, I was talking to him, and he goes, uh, he said the funniest joke I've ever heard in my life. Let's hear it, Steve. He said something about he's like, you know, he's Tell like us. four foot four. And he's kind of swole. He goes, "Do you think I got this swole off of eating pork?" He goes, "No, dude, I didn't get this this built off of eating pork. I eat dog." And he was telling me he ate dog meat. I'm like, you know, for, from a culture, I think you're mixed up on our whole dog reference. Of why listen, I, listen, I'm confused as, by this. As a culture standpoint, I don't know I'm like, what's going on. Here. I'm like, you eat dog. I'm like, but man, you are not firing all cylinders this episode, my well, friend. Well, because you keep turning my mic off. There it is. <laughs> I was going to. I know you should. I want to talk about moose. No, Steve. but like, but you know, you're fucking he killing said, me, dude. He said deer didn't taste good. Moose tastes better. I'm asking this guy. I'm like, why did you eat dog? And they were like, dude, it just tastes good. I go, you eat pork. He goes, yeah, it doesn't taste as good as dog. In the Philippines, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, cool. so. You know, Maybe it's it just, is. I don't know. I haven't. It's tried how you dog. view the animal. Dog might be good, dude. I don't know. Yeah, but but how we view the animals, like <laughs> how we view whitetails, like they taste good. We love hunting them. 
the there's fuck are you talking about, Steve? Dude, listen, there's whitetail out there everywhere, and, and, exactly. and they can kill them, and they eat them, but there's moose there, and the moose do taste better. Yeah, what I'm telling, better. I'm telling you – Because it tastes better. No, I'm, I'm telling you right now that uh, I've had moose, and I've had deer, and moose taste better. Moose tastes excellent. It has nothing okay. to do with a Filipino What's, what's so different about it? Dogs. It's, okay, so. it's almost like a – it's a mix between – some know, type it's of just moose, man. Yeah, it's, it's moose. I'm not going to try and describe. Like it. I'm not going to try and describe. You couldn't it. compare it to something else. Yeah, it's closer to beef. That's what really? I was going to yeah, say. That's yeah, what I was yeah, going to yeah. get at. It's almost like, um, yeah. yeah, it's just a, yeah. it's almost not even. I wanted to say a gamey or beef, but it's not gamey. No, it, it, it has like, its own. It has moose flavor. Put it this way. All right, you got deer. Okay, so mm-hmm. deer are good, and it, depending on what deer you kill, you know what I mean. You shoot a big right. rutted up buck. You're you're probably going to want sausage and hamburger and like jerky out of that. Thing. You're not going to just eat okay. regular steaks so then, out of them. So then you go to elk, which is a little bit one little step closer to beef, right? Because you're trying to reach that beef flavor. Because cow tastes just damn delicious. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. good. There's no denying. Yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't I'm a hunter. I'm a hunter. I'm a hunter. But I still go to the grocery store and I still buy ribeyes. Absolutely, for sure. I do so, very rarely, but got, I will agree that beef then is you good. Got, then you got elk, which is like a little bit step closer to you know uh, beef. It tastes a little better. It tastes. A, a, I think a, elk a, is delicious. A little less gamier. Um, I've heard it's. it's I've it's heard it's. I think it's delicious. better than beef. And then yeah. and then then you got you know the step up, which is moose. And then uh, this is <laughs> moose. moose. Got to step up, moose. moose. This is this is this is just my opinion. You know Oof. what I mean? I hear you. And uh, I, and I think maybe the only reason that. Um, you know, cow tastes so delicious. It's just because they're just you know they're baby raised. They're they're raised like babies. They don't have to do anything. It's force There's fed. no stress. Yeah, they're force fed. There's no stress. They're just chilling out. Might be. So what they're you're getting life. at is like a moose is like a big cow that just wanders around the woods, and he's a moose, and he doesn't have to worry about anything. He has no stress. He's a moose. He walks around. He, he swims tender, sometimes nice. and yeah. attacks. Reflective pipe so, from the sixties. Yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> exactly. It's delicious. Yeah, I agree. Bottom line, it's delicious. I don't even think I've had any of your elk that we killed yet. Um, you. No, that's right, because I cooked up a bunch of it when you were still in New York before yeah. we hunted Ben Franklin. I mean, I've had elk before, but just not your elk. Boys, yeah. I, got, I got to cut in here. What haven't we covered that we need to cover? Because we're getting, uh, um, we're closing in, in tight here. Steve Purvis here? Yes. I don't know, Kurt. Do you have uh, anything else that you want to go over, man? Man, I, you know, I think we talked about most of what I, what you guys had, what I wanted to talk to you guys about with the app. Um, we talked about a lot of the adventure stuff, you know, a little bit. We touched on a little <laughs> bit of whitetails, but bottom line is, uh, it was so cool to have you guys here tonight for no, my, man, we for tagging it. out in Illinois. That was cool, man. That yeah, cool. I, I don't think we've touched on that at all. I actually shot, you know, yeah, not to be like, oh yeah, yeah I shot a buck tonight, but you know, Yo. shot, <laughs> shot, shot shot an awesome buck tonight. It was so cool to have you guys for the recovery. Like, I don't it think was. I've ever. Most people are like, oh, yeah, I don't want to have that much scent in my woods. And I'm not rat- ratting on anybody because I'm the same way. That's why no, I asked I'm, you. Did I not yeah, ask you? Yeah, you asked me. You're like, I don't know. We don't have any hunting stuff. I, I don't want to put that scent in your woods. And I'm like, you know what? It's so nice to be like the deer I shot tonight. I've made multiple references. It's not the biggest deer I've ever shot, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't because need to be. No. I had a shotgun in my hands. I had a 20-gauge shotgun that I actually got from one of my mentors as a child. Oh, really? And so there's a lot of sentimental value to the gun. And it brought me back to my early days of hunting in New York and the way that I grew up hunting with my uncles and my grandfather and just going out in the, the deer woods with a shotgun and, and right. enjoying hunting and, and the reason why I Having fun out and not worried about what other people are thinking of it or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, to have you guys there and have you guys come out and recover my deer with me and basically do the whole nine, it, yeah, it, was, it was so cool. cool. It was well, refreshing. Like, it was badass. It was refreshing, dude. Well, you just shooting a deer, I mean, that's just... 
that just adds to it. Like we're just privileged that we're you com- invite us down here to come do a podcast. You know, yeah, what I mean? man. It's all, I'm like, glad that to have you guys. Added it's awesome. bonus, like you shot a deer, which is awesome. Yeah, we were yeah, on our way badass. anyway. Yeah, right. No, it, it worked out great. I mean, it really did. And yeah. and I'll be honest. Like I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? The boys are coming tonight. Working class bow hunter. We're gonna go ahead and dump this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> there yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's awesome, man. Hey, I mean. Like you said, it's hard not to be like, well, people are expecting a five and a half year old and nah, do that. Yeah, Dude, I did that I mean, dance this year. It don't yeah. make, it don't even matter, man. It, and it's not a dance, man. We're it's a nice we're, buck we're, too, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. We're we're all hunters. We're all on the same page. There's no reason why anybody should. Have, if if right, I went out and shot a spike horn tonight, I know you guys would have been just as excited. And oh, that's absolutely. what's cool about yep. it. And that's what brings back the memories. And that's what makes it feel like I'm back where I started in upstate New York, just enjoying right. hunting, enjoying why I started this. Well, well people it, see on the app one, uh, we were going over it with, in the video is, you know, we're lifting this deer up, checking him out, and he's bladed out on both G2s. He's got a yeah. kicker off his left G2 that's just the curly, gnarly thing. It's just character that he's cool. That, that's rare, man. And it's pretty. It's a good yeah. deer. Well, so and we cool. live for this shit. I mean, even when, when, I mean, none of us have been on recovery with each other besides me and Doug, but... When you're on a recovery with someone, it's like you were there when they shot it. And like, yeah, you get to experience that yeah, excitement and, and feeling. It's awesome. It's like yeah, no one doubt. of your best awesome. friends just shot a deer, and you're on that experience with them. It's it's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. unexplainable. Group photo Absolutely. and everything. Yeah, man. <laughs> the whole group photo. The whole nine. The, uh, awesome. the old-fashioned. I think, I think I think the uh, podcast like little thumbnail that you use for this should be like the group photo. that we No, it will be for sure. Absolutely. It has to be. It has yeah. to be. Yeah. If it was anything else, we'd just be we'd well. Be screwing and ourselves. actually, the next time you guys come back to podcast, hopefully in the lodge, you guys use I will have up. our group photo hung up on the wall here, probably yes. blown up well, pretty big. That's, that's yes. if we're invited back. Nah, <laughs> you'll be invited back. It's been a good time, boys. No, we we really appreciate it, and uh, let everyone know where they can find you guys, man. Because yeah, you can download the Five Seasons app on uh, iTunes and Google Play, and I'm going to give a big. Uh, I guess I'm going to give a big announcement away, I guess I'll say Uh-oh. tonight. Um, you're actually going to be able to watch all of our season two content for five seasons on Carbon TV. Yeah. We love Carbon so, TV. We love Carbon TV. Yeah, love it. we do as well. And, uh, you know, they, they've just been awesome working with us. Yep. And finally, um, I actually just signed the documents the other day. We're going to be on Carbon TV. And so That's awesome, dude. Actually, what we're going to be putting out there is all of the season two, everything that we filmed from this year that Chip has been along with us filming is going, all those episodes are going to be on Carbon TV. That's awesome, dude. So Congratulations. We'll be, yeah, I appreciate that. So we're going to be doing a bunch of announcements. I feel like every time we do something big, we're like, yep, we got a podcast. Let's call it the Working Class Bowhunter Guys. Tradition so, now. It's yeah, tradition. It, it, it's a big Crazy. thing for us. So I, I appreciate you guys being here and, and all the support. It's really been uh, it's been an amazing year. I mean, I if I were to dream up a perfect hunting season and how I want things to go, uh, this blows it out of the water so far. You're so. on fire, man. You're on fire. Well, it all started like we met Chip and got to be friends with Chip and snowballed into where we're it's all crazy. at now so it's it's crazy how shit works isn't it, it yeah is. it is crazy it's nuts it's weird to think about just Mind things work blowing. out good people come together man and cool things happen yep yeah we did the first Amen podcast we did the first podcast um Two, with plow plow mule right? man yeah, yeah. shout out to mule man i think mule or man. did i do one with you guys without muley no no, no. It, mule man the first was one was with muley yeah, then you guys Dude. Two, two years ago now. Yeah, I was so nervous the first podcast I were did. You? Oh, yeah. yeah, you were. I'm pretty sure you guys like you're like God, oh, Jack. Tell us who you are, and I'm like, 
Yeah, we feel film real live content. <laughs> like it's like a robot <laughs> shit. You totally dude, did. I was so nervous, dude. You did I didn't even know what to say. Too. I didn't even know what to say. And, and so it's cool now because like I just feel like, you know, we're all friends here now and it's just yeah. cool to sit back it's and relax. Man. Yeah, it's we're just deer chilling. camp. We're just this talking. Is deer it camp is deer camp. camp. Dude, I've been yeah. recording. I did a, um, several other podcasts. I've done like three or four other podcasts this year. Like I was a guest on their show. Yeah. And I'm like, I podcast, I mean, this is like our hundred and, we're like in the mid 180 episodes. Wow, really? Yeah. And Damn. so, like, when I do other ones, Congrats. I'm like, I don't know why I'm nervous. Like, I don't, everything's off the top. Like, we yeah. don't, I, it's, that I is amazing, no, by the way. Congrats. Thank you. I have nothing to be nervous about. Like, I did like a seven minute, like, bit segment on a podcast. Um, I don't even think it's out yet, but the guy's like, yeah, man, I sent email some questions. Did you read them? I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. He's like, you didn't? No. I'm like, no, dude, why don't I read them? Let's no. go. Like, let's not, podcast. But that's what let's we're about. We're just real shit. Like, we don't have any content. You just hear me in the background we... flipping pages? Right. We're just sitting here All bullshitting. Right. Yeah. You making fun of me over here? <laughs> <laughs> Notes are fine. Okay. I think that's, we call it there. No, yeah, yeah it's been great, man. Yeah, man. It's been great from the freaking, uh, the first one that we did with Plow, the second one that we did with Plow, all the way to the one that we did with. Um, with Jack and uh, yeah. from when from when I was st- first starting off on the road with Jack, and then to come and wrap it back up after nice. you know us being on the road, it's awesome. Yeah. You guys got open door policy, man. Anytime you want a podcast, you come Love down it. to the studio, and well, if I we appreciate come up that. Here, we'll make it happen. Same thing here, man. You guys are always welcome at Lodge Five. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, to uh, to better to continue in good friendships and making more memories. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. Go shoot your bow. The season's not over. You can do it. Whatever. Fuck you, then. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.